Hey, this is episode 188 of the Collector's Quest podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the worst parts of game collecting. You guys think I'm negative normally. This is a whole episode where we're going to do nothing but be negative about game collecting. All the things we don't like, and not one of them is price. So tell your mom about the show, don't tell her about your horrible obsessive hobby, and let's go. another episode of collector's quest i'm tyler here with johnny and stefan what's going on guys who johnny uh johnny's the other uh the other host of this show oh jo- johnny and i almost died in two different two very different ways i, I don't know died. if getting a slight fever is almost dying i could have died you could have I don't know, Stefan. Sounds like you're trying to piggyback off Johnny's near-death experience. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say my experience was near-death, because that would make the episode more frightening. <laughs> oh, right. It's it's February. It's not October. Yeah. We're here. This is this is love time. Wait, is this going to be our Valentine's episode? It is, it is love time. Oh, my. Whoa. It's February 4th, and we're not doing a Valentine's episode. Yeah. Holy shit, I forgot. Hold on. Oh, Scrap yes. it. Stop the episode. Stop it. We, got, we either have to go find I something mean, to do with porn or love stories. It's two Mondays ha- from actually, now. If we really crank another episode out, we could make it in time for Valentine's Day. How about that OnlyFans? Is there any OnlyFans? Okay. I just like? want to say, this episode is going to... I mean, I can tie it into Valentine's Day. Are you ready? Yeah, go. How video game collecting broke our heart and why we stopped. Oh, uh, pretty good guys we're all we're not collecting video games anymore that's right we're done why is that tyler why is that because uh video game collecting is dead johnny what do you mean why is that uh, i was just wondering if maybe you were just on youtube and saw like 452 videos that's a actual count um all in the last year that were like i'm quitting video games the best part about within that year period is some of those same youtubers quit video game collecting multiple times multiple times so, uh, you know, I do love I do love like when like the major like, you know, million subscriber people are like, I'm quitting the thing that makes me all my money. Like, OK, yeah, you're this is definitely yeah. a real video. Yeah. Get <laughs> um, out of here, you fucking liars. I it, There's so many people who have made I'm quitting videos, especially, I don't know, big YouTubers that there I have seen a bunch of why I'm quitting videos are dumb videos. <laughs> Uh, and we we even found some while we were discussing the show by uh, Player's Guide and Get the Greg Games. But then Get the Greg Games also has a quitting video because today he just put up a video and he's quitting N64 collecting. Yeah, but he's not quitting he's video a... games, Johnny. I mean, with all that Patreon money, he should just be <laughs> fine to keep going. I'm just saying. You know what, Johnny? It's it's not about being able to afford it. It's about what makes you happy. Oh, then no one should collect N64 games. <laughs> No, maybe no one should collect video games. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, I'm drowning in a sea of YouTuber tears. So Tyler, throw me a life raft. And uh, what are we doing over here? I was going to bring up uh, just as a non sequitur oh, that uh, guess what's sitting in my uh, in my living room right now that I never thought would be sitting in my living room ever. Did you get that sixth world of Nintendo cabinet? Fucking Polymega, baby. Oh. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, how'd you get that? Who'd you uh, Who'd you blow? I I pre-ordered it a thousand years ago, and then apparently it was packed by Syphic. Oh, really? He's like, yeah. He pings me, and he's like, "Hey, did you order a Polymega?" I'm like, what? Yeah, like a hundred years ago, and he's like, "Yeah, I just packed it. It's on its way." What the fuck? <laughs> I guess he's working with them, but he's working with them. But uh, but yeah, I haven't I haven't opened it yet. But the box the box is indeed in my living room. I mean, what do you even want it for? I, I mean, three years ago or whatever, when I ordered it, I could give I'll, you a I, different here, answer. I, I I will come and buy your Polymega from you. Yeah? Yeah. You want it? Yeah, what seriously. I, I'm going to play it. I want. I desperately want to try one. I mean, you can come over and play it. I mean, I'll bring you cash and buy it. What, why Johnny, you I need would, you... Do you, not, you don't want to come hang out with me? Is that what you're trying to say? You would rather yeah. buy my Polymega than hang out you with just, me? You just had the COVID, and I got a compromised immune system because like, I just had surgery. I'm supposed to wait. I'm not supposed to see Wanting anyone. Something. Yeah. Fine. But you had the Rona. I mean, you can borrow it if you want to borrow it. Like, I'm not going to do anything with it for, like, ever. So if you want to... If, you, if, you I, I if you're serious about letting me borrow it, I would love to borrow yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. All right, now that that doesn't need to be in the episode, hey, <laughs> welcome back to Collector's <laughs> Quest. It's relevant news stuff. I'm, yeah, I, man, I am like, I'm like, oh man, I really want a Polymega. I've been talking to Game Raven. He said he's done a lot of neat things. And I'm like, I want to try this fucking thing. I want to see. He's it. pretty happy with it for something he that does. like seems like a product that basically doesn't need to exist compared to just like, <laughs> I don't know, having a computer uh, and putting it on next to your TV, but uh I don't oh, yeah. know. Game Rave seems happy with it, and that guy. I trust Game Rave. He knows he's, what he's doing. He's a cool guy. I want Johnny. Uh, when you go over Stefan's house, or you know what? Actually, these games are probably already at Stefan's house. Stefan, just go. I want you to put in like random Sega Saturn games because they were hyping up their Sega Saturn emulation. So I need you to that's throw. What like, I want to try Power that's Slave I, I and fucking. I don't Quake. have any of that shit anymore. I, I that's why I'm saying I have it. Like I have. I've even got like the Burn Police Knots and Shining Force one through three. I want to see if it'll play those like right out of the get like. I'm excited to try it. I'm, I'm right. like legit pumped. You know, I, I would be happy for you to give a positive impression of it. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bring it over. Like you're so, you're so pumped for this, Johnny. I'm not even gonna open it. I'm just gonna bring it over in the shipping box. So you can open it. Whoa. Well, wait. Man. If you haven't opened it yet, have you considered sending it to VGA? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> probably a pop one. <laughs> <laughs> probably not, actually. Boy, speaking of that, that kind of decision and thinking. Is sure one of the worst parts of collecting games. Uh, that oh, was a that... valiant, valiant effort. Yeah. Um, hold on, before we get into the actual topic, oh, we're killing, we're... killing the transition. Okay, what's up? Yeah, dude? yeah, I, I'm murdering it dead. Um, I'm just <laughs> making sure because um, we're only ten minutes in, and normally we do this for thirty to forty minutes. That we're actually good to just start going because I'm fine with a short episode. I just want to make sure. That we're good here. Did you really kill the transition to see if there was any more bullshit that doesn't yeah. matter we wanted to get out? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just hey, cutting hey, this hold, and we're hold, using hold. my transition. No, absolutely not. Because I tried to transition us and then you went the, uh, then you're like, wait, let's go back to Stefan. He's got something. What? I didn't you want murdered... to cut Stefan off. That's, that was that's that was very kind of you, Tyler. I, that's I a fair point, and I don't think you're wrong, but I'm just saying we're quibbling now about killing transitions, aren't we? You can't be like you're a murderer when you're a murderer too. Uh, so what, what have you guys been looking at on on the U- YouTube? Okay, the, what is this? Uh, is the worst on. part of this podcast. We, uh, but let's talk about, about the here. worst part about collecting <laughs> games. Anyone All have right. some feelings they want to talk about? I do. Uh, <laughs> I've been pretty. Johnny only pretty much only talks about feelings. Like I feel like all of his conversations are. 
feelings driven. I mean, he's only on the show because of anger. People just love the anger. So you got to get those get feelings. I that often. I'm also the positive one on the show. Which is. Are you saying I'm the negative one, Shani? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like um, uh, certain things we, we vary back and forth on who's the negative one. But I think overall you're more negative than I am. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm like acutely aware of it too. Cause they're, they're like those people, not just in like hobbies, but just like in the world who like, they're always happy and just like always positive about any, everything. And even when something like there's something like clearly shitty, like, I don't know, fucking some NFT bullshit happens and they won't be like outraged about it. They'll just be like, oh, I don't know. Someone made money. I mean, you don't have to get involved in that if you don't want to. But I just want, I just want to be mad at everything, Johnny. So I think it's the East Coast in you. You know how I feel is like positive all the time. Red the game shark. Actually, that's true. I do think he's like positive all the time. My man. Uh, hold on. Now that you've said the name. Hey, if you're looking for import games and you want to get them for cheap, you should visit Red the Game Shark because he has cheap, cheap games that he can get you from all over the world. That's Red the Game Shark, cheap, cheap games. Uh, yeah, big time uh, art investor, Red the Game Shark. That's it's right. Uh, dropping really cool. his big old fat dick on the table with the original art for Devil Crash on the PC Engine. I mean, I don't want to take any credit for his uh, taste in fine art, but... Uh, oh, did you did help him get that? To... Uh, it didn't help him get that, but there was definitely oh, like lots of conversation I don't wanna, around it. I don't want to grab some credit where I'm not really <laughs> warranted, but I definitely will fucking try. Look, yeah. look, I have really nothing to do with it, but uh, yeah. Um, but if you could imagine, I might have. Let me tell you about it. It is fucking <laughs> crazy that there is a Japanese game that's like just one of his favorite games ever, and he just went and found the fucking art for it. Like that would be impossible for me to do. I mean, all my favorite games are like everyone's favorite games but it was almost impossible for him to do we should have him like legitimately ask him about that transaction one of these times like some like the cops were called and it was it was weird yeah he had he had some problems getting that i think he all he's also had it in japan like since coronavirus started and he was like too scared to ship it for like years yeah (laughs) we were talking about that on the drive because we took we uh commuted to portland 2019 together and we were talking about that piece in the car yeah, I actually did. Was, were we talking about that when we had pizza? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I remember that. Yeah. Maybe I talked to him separately, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, guys, uh, what are we doing? I Tyler, hate collecting video games. The worst part of collecting video games. Are we doing a clickbait episode? I'm quitting, and are these you are the reasons why. Oh man, ah, oh, just. Bathe. If you guys really want to get the full effect, go bathe in the tears of those YouTubers first. Just watch like three videos and then jump back over here and we're going to tell you why video game collecting sucks. Why it sucks. So I'm going to differentiate us from YouTubers in a pretty big way. We've got, I don't know, 10 10 things we're going to talk about. Not one of them is games are too expensive. And I was hoping that neither of you guys put that down. Because if you want to buy games that aren't expensive, it is still very easy to buy games we, that aren't we, expensive. We did a whole episode on it. Like, yeah. Like great games, like some of the best games you can still go buy for $5. The game I will always pick is Uncharted 2. You know what? Maybe it went from like $1 on GameStop.com to $3 or something. Uh, there are plenty of games that cost nothing. And yeah, it's because they're not seen as super collectible games. It doesn't mean it w- wouldn't be awesome to have a collection of some of the best games ever made. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, and if, I mean, we've talked about this before, if history has taught you nothing, uh, like look at what happened with Wada, what got expensive, what got like Mario's were everywhere. They weren't super expensive. Uh, other stuff like dumb stuff. Popeye was more expensive than Mario. Uh, that's no longer true. Why? Because Mario is relevant and people like now all the good games. Why did Mario three go up in value, even though it's the most common game in the world? Well, because people like it and, uh, it's relevant and uh, it's good. So, you know, good so popular games what, what get expensive. The, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, would you like to tell, to tell the listeners how we came up with this topic? Uh, oh, wow. That's a great idea. So we're not just steamrolling over him. Kanaka in the, in the collector's quest discord, patreon.com slash collector's quest. This was in the suggest an episode channel. Uh, Cause we all got on the phone and we didn't know what we were going to record. So we just started scrolling through suggest an episode. <laughs> So thank you, Kanakis, for the episode idea. Why don't we just jump into it, Johnny, and you could tell us this list that we did not put in order. It's our brainstorm list, and then we didn't edit it. Just Nope, not at all. Start cool. with something. Should, should be fine. Um, well, let's talk about a thing I've talked about before. Uh, physical game stores are not great. So <laughs> what, what do we mean by that? Uh, I've got a few thoughts, and you guys can chime in. Uh, one, uh, usually they are more expensive than eBay. Yes, I understand brick and mortar. It's not great. A lot of times their selection is super limited and uh, over, like aside from being overpriced, like limited. And sometimes, you know, they cobble things together haphazardly. Uh, like if you look at GameStop, everything in GameStop in modern gaming is a mess. Like everything from Wii, you could get the wrong disc with the, with the game, like the wrong edition of the disc because they don't care. They just would literally take all the discs out and put them in those ugly yellow envelopes and then just be like, I guess this is the one. And maybe it had a manual, but maybe it didn't. Maybe maybe we threw a bunch of stuff away. Uh, it doesn't stop them from selling it as brand new. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, that's just that's just a whole other topic. Um, open things are not new. They're they're open. Uh, that's that's how we differentiate new from from used uh, for the most part. And let's see what else isn't great about game stores. Uh, a lot of times they're like not far, like not close. So like depending on where you are, so you can't really utilize them. What do you got, Stefan? I feel like uh, you know, and this is sort of um, kind of happened with the whole boom of uh, sealed graded stuff becoming like in the mainstream awareness like i i feel like it's it, brick and mortars are having a much harder time just getting stock like even like the even the the big the big guys like uh, like i was in game dude not too long ago and like shelves that like i would typically see packed with a GameCube, for instance, were completely picked dry. And, and you know, talking to them, they were just like, yeah, we're just having a, a terrible time getting any inventory of any kind because everyone thinks everything is fucking valuable now. And yeah. uh, so it all goes to eBay. Yeah, true. What about you, Tower? You got some thoughts? That's kind of why I put it on the list because I... I, I could combine both your points. One, if I go to a GameStop or a game shop, not a GameStop, obviously, uh, like that's not a game shop. Being confident that I could find something that I, I can't be confident that I'd find something that I want. I could probably find something I don't have. That's a good enough price. And because I'm at a game store, I'm just going to buy it. But uh, it's the stock thing. If you're looking for complete in box Genesis games or God help you complete in box Nintendo 64 games. When a GameStop, when a game shop gets those in now, like they're just gone. They're like, oh yeah, all our regulars came, and less than twenty four hours after those were traded in, all or the good employees. stuff was immediately gone. Um, 
And the other thing is, I could think of maybe five comic shops in just Raleigh, which is the next city over from me. And the nearest kind of serious game store is an hour away from me. Uh, there's just not a ton of game stores. Every time I'm on a, a like a road trip, like up through different states, I try to pick off game stores that are on the route. And it's usually a challenge to route to like game stores that look pretty good. Like they would carry some older, more collectible stuff. Uh, but you know, if you were routing to like comic shops, you could just like go anywhere. You just drive to a city and you're like, all right, what's the comic shop for this city? I don't understand now. What is with collectible comics? Can we talk? How are there? Are there like that many more comic collectors than video game collectors? Yes. God damn, there must be a lot of comic collectors. <laughs> Jesus. Also, one thing I want to say, this, this, your point is a little bit regional, I think, because like, um, like California, for instance, like specifically Southern California, I think we have a significant number more uh, brick and mortar game stores than a lot of places. So, I mean, we uh, also have a, a much denser population. Uh, so yeah. per capita, it's probably not that much different. Yeah. See, I haven't um, looked. I haven't looked in a while, but even on Long Island, I think the closest like real game store. My parents live right in the middle of Long Island, but like the best game store is maybe like forty five minutes away from their house. And if you drive into the city, it's all like way overpriced, obviously. Yeah, and like, and for those city like in Long Island and and L.A., like, what does forty five minutes mean? Does that mean three miles, ten miles? What what are we talking here? Uh, like forty five minutes down a fifty five mile an hour highway, the Long Island Expressway, Johnny. Okay, like yeah, because in L.A. there are maybe like uh, there's this area where there's like four game shops all within about a twenty mile radius, but it'll take you several hours to go to each of them. Jesus, but it didn't. Romeo just opened a, a new shop, right? And and yeah. I think he's opening a second one now. I I didn't know. Is he getting a second one? That's yeah. that's neat. Um, yeah. Anyways, th- there are more shops here, but also everyone down here knows everybody, and they all know games are worth money. So it's not like you're not going in and like just finding. Before people just like had game shops that people just walked in and said like I don't need these games anymore, and now everybody's like I have these treasures I would like to sell you these artifacts, this history for game yeah. preservation purposes and grading uh, that I would like to fund my house with. It's, so this it's, is the gold Zelda cartridge. It's yeah. the gold one, sir. Yeah, sir. <laughs> it's the gold one. Anyway, I, I think uh, you guys are largely the same way. I mean, Stefan can't buy anything in retail stores because if it's for sale, he doesn't want it. But um, that's true. I said it in a documentary, so I, that means it's true forever. I feel forced to basically buy things online, and it's not great. It's not as fun. I don't know. I I. It's nice to go. I, I prefer going to conventions uh, over game stores. Oh, what are those? Personally. Uh, well, there were these things we used to do, and there will be one in Southern California, which I will not be attending in two weeks. So oh, sad. Uh, sad news. Um, but yeah, there they used to happen, and people congregated and bought brought all their games there to sell. I, like you I mean, people would like run games. their hands over physical items next to each other, standing closer yeah. than six feet. Oh, this sounds oh my god crazy, you Johnny. Would, you would basically be uh, touching tails uh, with with the guy next to you as you mm-hmm. uh, scrambled to look through the bin before they did. Uh, like I'm, they're I'm in the bin next to you, and you're like, about oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that person had definitely not washed their hands the entire weekend. <laughs> oh no, no, they they, they definitely had like uh, you know dipped them in a toilet first actually and then came over and made sure to put their hands on everything yeah 
this. So anyways, what else? Good times. Can't wait to get back. Yeah. Uh, you will be in two weeks, Stefan. Uh, let's let's go down the list, Stefan. Pick one for us and tell us one of the worst parts of collecting. I feel like there's not any, like, not expensive collections, like, don't exist, like, anymore. If, 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 if you were collecting before uh this last couple of years like before the water boom which a lot of the i think our listeners have probably uh you know started collecting um within the last few years uh or before that um it, like your what was like a collection that was just like oh this is fun to have and like i don't like it, it's it's not something that i have to worry about if like something happens or like like now like even small collections are worth so much money that it's like nerve-wracking. Like it's like, oh shit, what happens if something happens to this collection? Do I insure this? Is my does it is it covered by my homeowner's insurance? Like I just like there's a there's you everyone now has to worry about like the monetary value of their collection, which it just annoys me. Like it's I I miss like not having like okay maybe you'd have like a couple items that were like ooh you know like these are really coveted but now I feel like like the baseline for so much of this has risen to the point where like even your fucking garbage is worth money <laughs> and uh, and it's just like it, it's 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 exhausting to think about and I I don't I don't like it I I'd love to like go back to the time where like like you we didn't have to like always worry about your your uh like financial investment in your in your collection i think you should hang out on the the old reddit some more because there are a lot of people who just collect like ps2 and newer and they have a very normal looking shelf of games and i think you hang out in some crowds of people who i don't know maybe have a full nintendo 64 set in that fancy nintendo 64 cabinet with the tv uh high-end collector (laughs) andrew brim but yeah, I, I I think for definitely longer time collectors who have maybe bought some of this stuff when it wasn't so expensive, uh, one of my things this year is definitely getting insurance on my collection. Um, and I mean, for me, it's just a pain in the ass of like getting all my fucking like documentation and receipts in order for all the the bigger purchases I've made and just documented everything because I've tried to get uh, insurance before and they wanted like a big itemized list with receipts, whichever company I went through. And I'm like, I'll get back to you on that. And then I started doing it. And I'm like, I'm going to put this off for a few years. This sucks. Also, like, how would would you possibly get receipts for, like, I don't know, at least three quarters of your collection? Most of them don't ask for receipts. I just want them in case I have to prove anything. Uh, But also, I bought, like, I don't know, 70% 70 of my collection is literally off eBay. So it's all just in my email somewhere. You can't just use, like, game aggregate sites or whatever for... You can uh, you mean those like value. super good value sites that are available to us right now, like yeah, Game fair. Value Now and you now and price charting. Those super accurate ones. I have a significant number of like really valuable Japanese games now, and it's just like oh, oh the right. price history is like I guess I'm the only one who bought it that I know of. Here's the receipt. <laughs> so I gotta just get shit in order. Yeah, organizing stuff to hassle. Another worst part of collecting games. Yeah, I mean that. It used to be only that like big collectors with large collections had to like talk about or worry about this, but Stefan's right now like it, it is a, a thing coming to the masses, with which might be nice because as Tyler was saying before, if you have ever tried to get insurance on your game collection, it was kind of a pain in the ass, and they're like, "Well, have you tried collectors?" And like, if I went to my normal insurance company, they'd be like, 
I guess we could do a rider on each individual item that's worth over $2,000, but we're yeah. not really interested in doing this. Um, you know, they, they don't yeah. want to, and they don't have, they don't have anyone who knows about it. So you were pretty limited. So if more people are having to do it, it might be good because then at least it'll make it easier for the next people. I'll, I'll tell you, I bet uh, the IRS is going to be suddenly aware of what a retro video game is this year. Uh, probably. I mean, also now all of your transactions over what, like $300 are tracked or something. Oh yeah. Via PayPal. Yeah. I mean, you were always supposed to pay taxes on all that shit. So I don't really feel I mean, bad I, that people are yeah, like, I mean, I, I pay taxes cause I buy everything through eBay almost. Yeah. So, but I mean, but people are sad that like eBay is going to hit. Are you not talking about eBay hitting you for selling stuff and actually reporting mm-hmm. that to the IRS now? Yeah. No, yeah. PayPal. Like, well, well, there's the PayPal and there, there's the eBay one too. Like there's now like if you bought, if you sold anything over like, it's a very small amount now. It used to be a much Huge. higher threshold. Yeah. Um, now they're, they've like lowered the threshold to the point of like kind of being ridiculous. So all you Elon Musk fans, uh, you're doing this to the hobby. You're making it the worst by making eBay report or PayPal report shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, insurance is a pain in the ass, and, uh, like, no one wants to deal with insurance ever, and, like, the idea of having to have insurance on your games to protect you from the bad thing that's gonna happen to you, that's also, like, a stressful idea. I don't, there's no good parts about insurance. I mean, except if you, if it covers your losses, but the process is still super stressful. Um, in case anyone's wondering, I have done so much research into, uh, I, I tried to find basically someone who has a video game collection specifically insured that had a claim paid out and there's fucking nothing. No one has ever had a claim paid out for video games. And it doesn't mean that the insurance companies are bad, but it means that like, there's no one has ever tested it. I need someone to just lose all their shit in the fire and be like, yeah, collectinsure.com. They had my back. And then like, once that happens, they will get like a hundred people signing up to that website. That's true. If, if I heard that, I would definitely sign up with them. I'd be like, all right, you're my right? people now. Someone commit insurance fraud and tell us what happens. And if you can get a payout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Collector's Quest, hot take. Someone commit insurance fraud. <laughs> the Get threshold one. now for it's uh, $600 goods and services is when they'll send a, a 1099, which it used to be like $20,000 or something like that. It was considerably higher. Yep. Um. Let's see. I, I'm going to pay. Are we good, good to move on to the next one? Let's go. Sure. All right. Okay, this one uh, I'm especially aware of, especially after being in the hospital for a stint of five days. Uh, If you die, your kids don't want your stuff, probably, or your wife doesn't. It is going to be a huge pain in the ass if you have a bunch of video games to sell, especially with how nuanced... Like, this was true before, and now it's worse because now video game collecting has become so nuanced that selling things is even harder. It's actually like, if you're just the WADA people, it's actually easier because all the info is just like on your little thing and you can just like pretty much list that case on eBay and probably it handles itself. Uh, but if you were to like walk into my room and be like, all right, uh, okay, Johnny's got these collections. Okay, uh, I guess all this stuff goes together. Oh, what's this box of Halloween stuff? What do I even do with, like, it's just going to be a nightmare unless someone else is an expert. And like, unless... Unless Tyler and Stefan come to my house to help my wife if I die, I don't know what's going to happen. It's just going to 
I, I'm afraid a garage sale happens. That's, that's why you're. That's why you're named in my will, son. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, Johnny's my emergency contact if I'm dying. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm coming over there if you die, Johnny. And yeah, I don't know, maybe thanks. a Blockbuster World Championship carp just ends up in my pocket as payment. It'll be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be dead. So I mean, yeah. Who cares about care taking care of your family, right? <laughs> yeah, my family's <laughs> taken care of, and you, if if you can take care of my family and work out getting a Blockbuster cartridge in your pocket, sure. I don't give a shit. All right. Uh, well, now that we have that recorded, so when it comes comes to court, I've got that going for me. Uh, I mean, I that's fine. I I don't say that in any kind of joking manner. If I died and your fee was my Blockbuster cart, which no one wants to buy, and you got rid of everything else, like, yeah, that would probably be worth the amount of time and effort it would take to sell my collection yeah. and make my wife money. Sure. But I'm not going to be the Great. one making that decision. I'm going to have to social engineer your wife into giving it to me as payment for helping her sell all this shit. You could just play this clip for her and she'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but what do you um, need to engineer? <laughs> there, done. Deal. I have a question for you guys. Do you have you ever inherited a collection of any kind? I know you have. I have I, not. I haven't. Um, I thought didn't you get your grandpa's so, or something? No, this was before my grandpa died. They they were like moving, so they sold his stamp collection. Oh, maybe it was after he died. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> there was a stamp. They had a stamp collection. Tyler loved his grandpa very much. <laughs> <laughs> grandpa, what's his name? <laughs> Um, yeah, he had a stamp collection, and everyone in my family got it. They didn't show it to me. The fucking collector who would have been like, fucking no! But they just sold it to a dealer. They're like, and they got $10,000 for it. And when a dealer gave them $10,000 for a fucking stamp collection in, like, the late uh, 2000s, yeah, uh, that was probably a killer fucking stamp collection. Yeah, um, that guy made a YouTube video about right? these idiots who came yes! in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I offered them $10,000, and they took it. sheet of inverted jennies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, your family doesn't want, especially like fucking video games. Like not only would it be such a pain they has to sort through it all and sell it, like uh, so much of it is just going to end up being worth $5 that they're going to give up after one day of like even trying to look up prices. The only thing that I can think of that would be worse is inheriting a collection of cards because that's just boxes and boxes of things that are like a millimeter thick and you're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not figuring out what uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are worth. My hundred, my hundred thousand magic cards, my wife would just be like, okay. Right. Well, yeah. I'd rather do the video games. Um, I would like to think that the community would come to, to come together to like figure it out. Didn't that happen to some, one of the Nintendo H guys? He passed away suddenly, and they sort of rallied to his widows. Yeah, I mean, that would make age. sense uh, to happen, right? Yeah, maybe. I, luckily for me, uh, my buddy owns a comic book shop, so the Magic Cards, and he sells the Magic Cards. So uh, she would just take them all to him and be like, "Figure this out for me." So, you know, all right. So worst part of collecting games or anything, the fact that we have to have these like weird contingencies when we die, like who's going to handle this shit? Because we know that like 100% of our families cannot handle this shit. Yeah, exactly. And this is why it's the worst. This is why it's one of the worst parts of game collecting, because my mental sickness uh, is going to translate into a burden for them after I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Cool. Great. So, so, you know, even worse is that people collect with the mentality of like, this is my retirement. This is all going to be worth a lot of money one day. I'm doing this for my children. And it's like the fucking opposite. It is like an obligation for them. If something ever happens or if you donate it, if you like uh, give it to them as an inheritance, it's an obligation. If you gave them an inheritance, if you put all that money instead into like an index fund and you're like, here, I got you $250,000. They will appreciate that much more than a $500,000 game collection they have to deal with. 
True. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like a house. You're just like, I bought this other house. So now uh, you who like will live in a time where buying houses is becoming increasingly uh, less likely for young people. You have a home. Congratulations. You don't have to stress about this. Go to a, a basic job and live your life. Enjoy the freedom of uh, of that. Or, or here's a bunch of video games. <laughs> <laughs> This is how much I love you. I love you 9,000 video games worth. Oh, it's more than that, though. <laughs> I've got one, guys. Uh, one of the ones that uh, is a pet peeve of mine, I will say. The time of finding actual good stuff in the wild is basically over. Wait, hold on. I'm challenging you on this. <laughs> okay. Basic, basically over? It is Hasn't fucking that been over. Dead? No. Hasn't it been dead for it's years? Fucking like 10 years, maybe? Not not 10 years, because 2012 was when it just started getting crazy. But man, there are people, and I understand that there's a Get the Greg Games video on this, Johnny. There are people. How much who, does that one cost? <laughs> there are people who collect video <laughs> games, and then there are people who are only in it for the thrill of the hunt for trying to basically find undervalued stuff in the wild at thrift stores and garage sales and all that. But you can't, you basically can't build a video game collection if you just go out in the wild. You can, but it's going to be just like completely random and unfocused because you used to, you used to go to the flea market and it wasn't, if you're going to find cool video, it wasn't, if you're going to find like Nintendo and super Nintendo games, it was whether you were going to find like cool complete in box stuff or rare stuff you don't have. But now it's like you see Sega. If you saw a complete in box Sega Genesis game at the flea market, you'd be like, Oh shit. What's over there? I see a copy of NBA jam for the Sega Genesis. Like that is something amazing to find now. Um, That's true. These are good points. And if you go if you go on Reddit game collecting, which is basically Reddit, here's the stuff I found in the wild. Like, <laughs> here's a, a copy of Pokemon Coliseum without the manual. I found at Goodwill. This is not a way to collect games. I don't. Uh, not not if you're serious about it. Yes, uh, I, I think that that's only good for people who want to flip games. Or I mean, there's a lot of basic collectors who just don't care about. It. Like we're also maniacs. Like you have basic. to understand that. Like we're coming from a perspective of an of uh, people with uh, mental health issues. Um, so I disagree. Maybe, maybe, maybe regular people are fine with that. So I, I do still like stop in, If I'm next to a Goodwill, if I'm like out, out for dinner or something, or if I'm like going to the UPS store, nice there's a Goodwill right around, there. Uh, Goodwill. <laughs> the, uh, no, I, I stop by Goodwills <laughs> and they never have fucking anything, Johnny, like never, the legwork never, you have to put never, in to find anything, let alone something good, let alone something good that you would actually want to keep and not just like, oh, well it's $3 and I could sell it for 30. Like that's just a job. <laughs> So, so Tyler, let me, let me, so I have a, a goodwill that is also, also goodwills are a horrible fucking business and they exploit their workers and they're, they're fucking terrible. All, all other stuff aside, but I have one a mile and a half from my house and I go there pretty regularly because we, we have a, a young child and he just grows out of all of his clothes rapidly. Um, and people are always giving us stuff. So if you have a baby, you know what the cycle's like. We're not having any more kids. So we're not trying to save any of this stuff. It's just like, all right, these are no longer useful items. Let's get them out of the house. So I go there all the time to put stuff into the donation bin, Tyler. And even though I'm there, I'm parked there. I'm 12 feet from the front door. I don't walk in because it's not worth my time. I can't. I can't do it, Johnny. Because you know what? There never could be anything. a stadium events there one day. 
I got at least I don't I don't like like dig through the bins or anything anymore. I just go there. I like take a quick look. I'm like, is there a state new events cart on that shelf? No. All right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just there's nothing there. I know there's nothing there. There's never anything there. There hasn't been. I've never had a goodwill find in all of my collecting history at any goodwill in Simi Valley or anywhere in Southern California that I've been. I know other people have never happened for me. Even some of the like mom pa thrift stores, there nothing. There was oh wait, no, there was one place where I found a carton of Super Nintendo games and I remember being really stressed. It was when I first started collecting. It was back in 2005 that I found this lot and I remember paying $280 and feeling very stressed oh, out about fuck. like uh yeah, I, well I was buying like 15 Nintendo Super Nintendo games. 50 and or they were 15. All, that still seems too expensive. 5 five zero. All right. 50. And they were like, some of them were, yeah, I mean, it was kind of expensive, but I was like, I don't have it. And they were just cart only. They weren't even, they weren't even complete. Doesn't your Goodwill, does your Goodwill not just price everything at like $3 max? No, this was a no. local mom pa one. This oh, wasn't, okay, okay. This one, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But still no. Yeah, I can nope, remember. I like so, I mean, I, I mean, people, people understand. Like if uh, people know, I think that if you spend $10 on eBay, if you just buy like a copy of Super Mario 3D World or something, you're doing better than wasting an entire Saturday morning driving around to six different Goodwills. Probably. Just. I mean, well, I mean, unless you're finding VHS tapes. Well, if you find sealed VHS tape, I mean, we're not talking about millionaires here. We're talking about regular people, Johnny. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why I've always sort of been happy to pay the person, uh, pay a premium to the person who does like get up at fucking four in the morning and sift through piles of baby clothes at yard sales because that way I I, I don't have to do that. Yeah. And that's 100% worth it to me. So this is a thing that's kind of the opposite of uh, all the other I'm quitting game collecting things. A lot of people will complain about resellers and scalpers and like, oh, people people just wake up at 4 a.m. and get to the garage sales. And it's like, those people are great. They're taking shit that is out in like the physical wild locally and they're putting it online for me to buy. So those people are doing me a service. I'm the guy yeah. on eBay buying shit from them. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I agree. But also, I want to point out that those people who are complaining about the scalpers and the resellers are also the same people in nine months who make a video about them selling their collection and making a bunch of money. So if you're just mad that someone beat you to the eventual reselling you would be doing, fuck out of here with that nonsense. They're imagining this guy in like a trench coat who's like 61 years old with like kind of a scruffy face who's just like going and like ruining the hobby for everyone when it's it's literally just a a bunch of other 20-something-year-olds just like you. Like they're all just going to the stores trying to find some good deals. Yeah. Yep, no one no one is fucking you. Stop it. Just it's fine. It's Stefan, fine. what do you got up earlier? Uh ruin the hobby for us. What's the worst part of game collecting? Accumulating uh, uh sorry. It's not Jeopardy, dude. There's a list. <laughs> I know. Um Oh, I mean <laughs> the I, I like I like the D here on this list. Mini game collectors spend more time buying games than playing them. That's the age-old argument of uh, games are meant to be played, but you don't play them. Uh, I I uh, I always think about that, like when when I was a kid, and uh, you know I had that like, oh, I'm gonna have. I wonder what it would be like to have every Nintendo game. And then I grew up, and I basically had that, and I still played the same fucking five games over <laughs> and over again. And you know, fourth grade Stefan would be really pissed and would have like punched me in the junk 
<laughs> he found out that uh, I had all the games and, and I did not play them. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we kind of already covered this, right? The going, going and spending all your time buying the games and then not playing them. And that's why we send other people out there to, uh, to buy them for us. Yeah, I would say yeah. I mean, that's a good cautionary argument. If you are someone who loves playing video games, I mean, you're not listening to Collector's Quest podcast if you don't collect, but if you love playing video games, why are you going to take that limited time you have in a, as an adult to play video games and you're going to replace it with hours and hours? Shut up, Alexa. God damn it. It's midnight. Hours and hours of combing through eBay and possibly like just shipping out boxes and printing out labels and going to the post office and just all this shit and just not playing video games because guess like fucking everything's on Steam, everything's on emulator. If you love playing video games, it's super e- it's easier than ever to do that, and you're gonna ruin it by collecting video games. Also, like as easy as it is going back to the like the the like having to go to the post office and all, like uh, I was on uh, talking to a, a friend and he was like talking about like trying to sell he was selling some game and he was just like you know at the end of the day after i like you know drove to the post office and packed it up and and all the time like putting on an ebay and f- listing fees and all that he's like i think i probably made 50 cents on this game <laughs> you know <laughs> it's uh yeah that's uh it's yeah, as, I, as 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 easy as it is to sell things, you know, uh, Johnny and I talk about it all the time. You know, where it's uh, you know we we value our time. Time is an is a big commodity in our lives, and you know that that equates to a monetary value. And you know, you spend so much so much of your time, effort, and energy selling these games that like the sunk cost. Uh, after you figure that out, it's it's like, oh yeah, I, you may even be in the hole after selling your game at it like a technical monetary gain, but uh, everything you've poured into it to 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 sell that piece, uh, you're you're you you you've lost money on the deal. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback into this another one we have in the list that which fits right into this. It's spending lots of time and money uh, on things that will take ten times more effort to sell. Uh, this, this is the same thing. So, you know, you're Tyler mentioned it, but you, if you were collecting games, if, and especially if you're trying to find deals and you're not out there, uh, in the quote unquote wild, uh, and you're just like in the phrase of eBay and Macari and all the other, you know, all the other forms and all the places you, you are like this $50 item you're trying to get so desperately, or even a hundred dollar game. You're like, Oh man, I really want this, this game. The, the amount of time and effort I will sometimes put into looking for a deal on a game that costs a hundred bucks, um, is way higher. Like it's so ridiculous that my, I put that much time into it because if I would have just like spent a couple hours doing overtime, I would have, it wouldn't have mattered. I would have just been able to buy the most expensive one I saw on eBay and it would have been fine. Like in that range, like, Oh, I could have just spent 120, just done some overtime and then uh, not had to, burden my mind with uh the collector's disease and like trying to find a deal and like trying to find the right condition and like the best condition at the best price like you know threading that needle like what is the the best value here yeah it's, i mean uh, that's annoying and does take time but also like kind of all the fun in the hobby comes from that because if, if everything was just a dollar and you could have it instantly in perfect condition like it wouldn't be fun to collect everything like having to hunt a little bit, even if you get by online is the fun. Oh, I, I mean, I do it. That's what I'm saying. I do it constantly, but like, you know, and then if, if you live in this world where you're like, okay, I know I'm going to sell it. Like, 
the the time proposition versus the sale is so much worse. Like the the, the value isn't there is what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, I uh this really hit me. Did I put this? I think I put this on the list. This hit me because recently I sold a bunch of coins. I, it was probably like 80 eBay lots that I got done over the the series of two weekends. And after those two weekends, like I just look at like like 80 packages. It's it's a lot. And then like you look at my game room, if I had to sell every single one of those games individually, I'd just be like, well, this is the rest of my life now. This is my job. So it yeah, really hit me like, my oh, life. my God, I'm never selling everything. This is a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, which is why you're going to die and give it to your kids and they don't want it. Right. And it's going to be their burden. People yeah. say they're going to give shit to their kids because they're like, well, I'm not fucking selling all this. That's why it was 100 million percent worth me taking the whatever 30 percent losses that I that I that I took uh, selling in bulk when I decided to sell. Well, Stefan, like, you, you still got your sealed Pokemon box? Uh, no, I sold it. Well, that now off. you don't have a $250,000 video game. How's it feel? Yeah. <laughs> fine does it feel fine it feels fine it feels fine they don't know about my dragon warrior map whoever has that johnny if you collect video games you're accumulating objects that you will literally never use uh, let's say 99 percent of the time 90 percent of the time depending on what kind of collector you are probably literally never use and there are a bunch of collectibles of things that either you kind of can't use or you actually can use like comic books if you collect comic books and you have a reasonable sized comic collection you could probably read every comic book it takes like what five ten minutes to read a comic book if you're not like really absorbing it like you're supposed to um if you collect coins especially old coins you're not going to spend those coins if you're collecting coins from other countries you're not they're just they're just but there to hold are and enjoy. meant to be spent shut up <laughs> stamps are meant to be used uh cards are great because literally cards just a fucking piece of cardboard that's just like here just have it it's cool it's a piece of cardboard Game every time you buy a game, you go you go and buy that one dollar copy of Uncharted Two. You just spent one dollar. That's a ten hour commitment if you're actually going to sit down and play that. And if you want to get like all the trophies and shit, you probably play through it like probably three times. That's a thirty hour commitment. Um, and you could do that probably literally every day if you're a game collector. You could just go buy a game that would take you ten hours to play through, like minimum five hours, right? And we do that all the time. I buy a game almost every day. I'm never going to play all this shit, Johnny. Um, no, so never, in that never, sense, I don't want to, do you think I want to play all the, all the versions of Barbie horse and ride right, for all the yeah. systems? No, thank you. Uh, so it is a little bit of, uh, having a whole bunch of garbage that you don't need in your life. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be one of the, yeah. Especially if you're a set collector. Oh my God. There is so much chaff, so much. Chaff. Hey, you know what? I've never played goal or goal two on the Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me neither. What a surprise. Me neither. Uh, yeah. it, this also leads to like this mentality. This isn't really a worst part of collecting video games, but there's like these people who are like adamantly, I only collect the games that I want to play. And so unless you you're buying like, like maybe one game a month or two games a month. No, you're not. You are absolutely buying more games no, than you will ever no, Tyler, play. So you don't understand. It's up. No, you don't understand, Tyler. It's in my backlog. Oh, I'm going to get to it. Backlog. Shut your fucking mouth, you goddamn liar. You posers, get out of here. You're just you're just shitty collectors just like the rest they're just, of us. They're trying to get like, out be of here better than, than backlog. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. How's the view from your high Oh, you have a goal Fuck and a goal, too? You're never going to play yeah. those. Look at my yeah. 900 PlayStation games that are finally curated. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I hate that shit. 
It is Tyler, one of the worst. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's one of the worst things about video game collecting. <laughs> Dealing those with people. those people those <laughs> on the people, list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those people are on the list. Tyler, I want to hear you talk about trying to beat speculation because I feel like of the three of us, you are constantly talking about that or doing that. I uh, trying to stay ahead of the curve. Yes, I. So there's the stuff I want. Like, uh, um, I can't even think of something at the top of my want list right now um, that I actually want to talk about. But so well, there's, there's a bunch of Japanese s- stuff that you want that's on your list. But then if you need something like if something is you're afraid something like a black box game that you still don't have, even if you want it less, you have to commit to that one because that the price is going up Ex- there. Exactly. And like I like four black box games. <laughs> I, I don't I care about NES black box. Um but yeah, it's exactly that, especially in this time we're in a game collecting like, yeah, 2012 to like 2016 was kind of bad. But now it feels like we're on like the precipice of everything just going over the edge. And like if there's something rare and you don't get it, it could be the next hot thing. Um, So there's like weird, shitty PC 88 games for that I get from Japan for like twenty dollars. And I'll just load up on those. But I know that like some of this, some of the stuff I'm buying is absolute garbage. It's not going up in price. It's not going anywhere. So then I have to weigh like, okay, there's this game I kind of want. And it'll be, I don't know, like a Japanese Zelda GBA game. Like, okay, this is $20 now, but it's a Zelda game and it's in a cardboard box. And eventually people are probably going to want it more than they do now. So I guess I should buy that instead. And I'm constantly trying to balance like, yeah, I should get this before it goes up in price with this is the thing I want the most. And it sucks. I really hate when I buy the stuff that is like, I'm only buying this because I feel like it's the best time to buy it. I mean, that's that's pretty much been like, I don't know, my whole collecting journey, though, is always that that fine, especially when you're collecting sets, right? It used to be much worse uh, like when you're in the middle of a full set because there are definitely games that I'm like, I love these games on this system. But they're not going anywhere in price, so I'm, I'm not prioritizing that. You're buying, like, the one weird, stupid thing that you know you have to get to complete the set. Like, do you think I was thrilled when I bought, like, Extertainment mountain bike rally combo cart with Speed Racer? No, but I definitely Sealed! had to prioritize. Yeah. Like, uh, no, mine was an open copy. Oh, actually. I thought you bought it. Was su- <laughs> no, it was super nice. Uh, super nice open copy. The, probably the only open copy in existence. <laughs> right. right. Um <laughs> But like when I had to buy that, there was still a bunch of games for the Super Nintendo that I really loved, but I was like, eh, you guys aren't doing anything and the opportunity is here. And I mean, that's part like, that's when we say like, you get, sometimes you got to just buy, be opportunistic. Like when the deal comes, you got to be willing to make it, uh, which leads to these weird situations. Like when you're going through your game collection, you're like, why don't I own this game yet? I love this game. Why do I own, why do I own four of these like <laughs> shitty sports series games? But I don't own this game I really love. Oh, because I had to get these these super sensible sockers or whatever. And you're like, but I didn't get the thing I like. This is so stupid. What am I doing with my life? Go buy the game I like. That's So you get these moments. Fun fact, when I decided to start collecting games, uh, Super Nintendo was my first set. And I, I might have told you this uh, already, Johnny, but uh, Mountain Bike uh, uh, Speed Racer was my absolute first purchase for, for that collection <laughs> you know you do the thing that people think they want to do they're like should i start from the top down and then there's like now nah, let me just buy fucking whatever i want to and you're just like no we're fucking doing it 100 percent, i'm getting the set <laughs> yeah <laughs> Very I, I think i i think if you don't buy from the top down 
you give yourself a bailout point. You're like, I, maybe a set isn't for me. But if you just start with Speed Racer, Mountain Bike Rally Combat, you're like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I, this is, <laughs> yeah I'm doing right. this, I guess. So, yeah. um, anyways, uh, let's, let's talk about, um, oh, this one's one of my favorites. Uh, this, these, <laughs> these are my favorite people on the whole planet and they are one of the worst part of video game collection. And I'm going to, I'm going to expand this. Okay. Uh, people who talk about preservation and people who pretend they're opening a museum. Oh, I've got to do this for for preservation. I'm I'm a game preservationist and kind of a historian, and that's why I'm collecting these artifacts of time because I really uh, like Mario Three needs to be saved, guys. Like I got to make sure <laughs> I shut the fuck up. Just stop it. You're never opening your museum, okay? You're not. You're just not doing it. If you were doing it, you would already be doing it. Stop it. Stop lying to yourself. Just be like, I collect games and I want to just like pack this room in my house with a bunch and imagine one day it's a museum. Also, you're not a preservationist. You know who's a preservationist? The Video Game History Foundation, where they actually do preservation. You're not preserving anything. Like, maybe you're one of the rare exceptions, you know, an outlier who who finds prototypes and like does dumps and gives them stuff like maybe a Stefan Reese over here who who's helped with actual preservation. But like 99% of you who are saying you're a president. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm not. I love history. I'm not a historian over here with all these games. I just like people say, Oh, you gotta do it for the history. No, man. Just well then make a list. Okay. And take some pictures and then move on with your life. Don't hoard it. Get out of here. You're not preservationist. You're not, you're not opening a museum. Please get over yourself. If you have a sealed copy of star soldier that has a KB toys sticker on it, and you decide not to remove the KB toy sticker on it before you send it to Wada Games, that is not preserving anything for fucking anyone. <laughs> that well, is just you decide you like the KB toy sticker. Uh, also, Johnny, there are video game museums. Video games have been a thing for a while. Uh, oh, you can you go to like the Straw the Museum. You can go to the Museum of the Moving Image in New York City. Uh, How about the Smithsonian, which has actually done a video game museum? Oh, perfect. Yes. Do you know what? I guarantee almost every single one of these museums has is a Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt cart. Because that's the most important gaming thing. Yeah, we talked about like also museums are normally like people think they're making a museum the way that like like the crazy like high, you know, weird off highway in rural town has a museum of like all the different variations of, uh, you know, twine. I've got my twine. And it's like a weird, like downstairs basement that some, some yokel charges you five bucks to get in. And it's like a cluttered, weird, dark space. That's what they, that's their museum. Like, but if you go to actual museums, there's like installation pieces and like, it's usually not that many. And they like tells a story and like, yeah, you'll see the physical object, but that's oh, not by really the way, it. they're incredibly well-funded. They have yeah. literal millions of dollars. Like, it, it's fine. Like, if you go to PGRE, like, usually someone will bring in a collection and they have, like, oh, like, Stefan had his installation there. Stefan had an installation of a video game counselor uh, office, what it would look like to be there. That was an installation. And then there was, like, oh, here's a full set of Nintendo games. It's like, yeah, but that's not really a museum, okay? That's, like, that was, like, a show, part of a show to see some cool stuff, but that's that's still not a museum. Maybe it could happen one day, but I'm just saying, odds are long that you are the guy making the museum. And uh, yeah, everybody who sends their stuff to Wada and does have stickers removed, they're just removing pieces of history. So, uh, but I've heard a lot of those guys talk about how they're historians. Um, you know, that's cool. Whatever. Whatever. 
uh, I think there there's one working PDP one computer in the world. Um, maybe the, I think they might have multiple ones for parts, but they keep one up and working. The museum that keeps a PDP one computer working, so they could do like an exhibit where they show off like playing Space War on the only original hardware that still works in the world. That's some some video game preservation. But yeah, shrink wrap is not it, the best thing you could do as a normal game collector for actual game preservation. Is just like take pictures of fucking everything, document Please. the shit out of all the yeah. garbage you uh, have. Unseal your game and scan well, everything. <laughs> yes, that too. But um, like if you look for the box art to Bayou Billy, there's probably, I don't know, two people who have like legitimately made high quality scans of the Bayou Billy box art and you'll find it on Google Images. So it, besides those two people, like maybe just start scanning all the variants of everything. Maybe just get high quality scans. Maybe there's no like really high quality scan of Kid Clown or something. Or, or open a site like, like uh, what is it? Uh, oh, SDS God. Central? Uh, yeah, thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, you read that my guy, mind. Yeah, yeah. That guy's like where they add into the conversation. He is preserving some history with his documenting PCBs and just all the garbage yeah. he does. Yeah, that's that's what preservation looks like. And guess what? It is not sexy. It is it is kind of tedious, and it doesn't look like uh, a room full of games. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that that's the most important point. Like putting shit on a shelf, you're not preserving for anyone except for yourself. Like yep. as someone whose main hobby is putting shit on a shelf, I recognize oh, yeah. I am doing it for fucking. Oh me. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't worry. Like no judgment, guys. Just like drop the facade and just enjoy putting shit on the shelf. I love putting stuff on the shelf every day. In fact, I've run out of shelves and I'm sad. And now like I have to put things in bins. Not as nice as putting it on a shelf. So if you still have shelf space, congratulations. Enjoy it. Sometimes preservation actually looks like destroying items as well. Games like or sites like um, Retro Mags, who does great work, Gaming Alexandria, they uh, to scan their magazines, they unbind. Unstable. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, like they all unbind those blue all bound, the, like square. Yeah, all the bound, perfect, yeah. all the perfect bound Nintendo powers. They hack that shit up uh, so that they can so that they can scan them. Um, and you know, yes, now it's scanned in perpetuity. But did they? Uh, destroy that magazine, 100% they sure did. Yeah, baby. You know who recently yeah. destroyed some history? Game-Rave.com uh, on yeah, his YouTube channel opened up uh, like a $2,500 Yu-Gi-Oh game, Forbidden Memories. Like a like a pretty serious Yu-Gi-Oh collectible. It's not like the most collectible Yu-Gi-Oh game, but... It's one uh, of them. A lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh promo cards are worth a lot of money, so the sealed games that have the cards in them are worth money. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to open it because uh, I'm a baller. Just showing how much of a baller I am. That was pretty cool. That was a that was a good video. Then some guy was like, "I'm bored," and just like, "That's your commentary <laughs> on this." You made me fall asleep. How I was do like, people? I get these comments too. I will like. I'll what spend did you like come an entire day making a YouTube video, and some guy just comments like, "Man, that video sucked." It's like, but what did you come here for? It's like, well, we get criticism on the podcast like that too. I'm like. What did you think you were getting when you came here? Like when you typed in <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh opening like video where I'm opening a Twitter. Like what did you expect him to do? He talked about opening the Yu-Gi-Oh game. 
Why? What happened? The story? Why has it? Why is going to open it? Opened it, showed you what inside. What were you expecting to happen? There's an alternate YouTube world where there is like that same 17 minute video, but it's just 17 minutes of him hyping up like, I'm going to do it, guys. And this is worth so much. And look at the price history. But he, he wasn't doing that. He was talking about no. like why he had the game and how he acquired it for like 30 bucks because he worked at like EB Games or something. Like it was totally not a, a YouTube no, video. There was, yeah, there was no there was no hype like built into that at all. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm legit just gonna open this, and because uh, I I've had it and I I bought it for like retail, and here's the story of how I got it. And now I'm gonna open it. Cool, and uh, yeah, people people will say the darndest things. He's like, um, wow, this is that's still dumb though. You shouldn't have done that. That was a lot of money to destroy. It. <laughs> I I I you know that was. That was pretty. I don't know if I could have done it. I don't know if I like, you know. I think pr- maybe there's there's a world where if I was like a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan and this would be like a really memorable moment in my life. Plus, I would have like the cards that I opened. That would be cool. But he's just like, all right, now I got I got this complete box. It's still in my collection. I was never gonna sell it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Pretty uh, pretty good video. Check it out. Go check out Game Rave. Anyways, uh, what are you doing if you haven't? Uh, what else? What else we got on the list, list Tyler? Uh, Johnny, it's pretty easy to absorb. Uh, I don't know, literally all the space in your house. Like I don't know, maybe like half of a certain staircase in my house. Um, yeah, game collecting takes up a lot of room. Um, and part of this is because there are a lot of cheap games. And again, like prices, hundred percent not on this list. The only reason that I haven't collected something like PS2, and I realize PS2 is getting up there in price now, or like Wii, is just because I don't want to store it all. I get I have boxes that store 40 Wii games. So to store the entire Wii set, what would that be? That would be like 40 boxes or something? It would be like something ridiculous. 30 boxes? Well, just, 40 boxes times... Yeah, so 40... That's 10... 20, probably 30 boxes. Yeah, this map was not fast enough. But yes, like 30 boxes of 40 dvds and uh, like we is not for me personally not something that i think is worth displaying on a huge wall of 1200 dvd cases or whatever uh so it is literally just a bunch of clutter like it's not like i don't have any wii games i have hundreds of wii games they're just fucking sitting under pinball machines and i will never look at them or enjoy them or anything and i think we've all had this problem and stefan is the one of us who has actually fixed this problem by selling a bunch of garbage uh, but I have not fixed this problem, and it is a legit I mean, problem it, in my life. It still dominates a good, you know, twenty percent, twenty five percent of my home. Okay, like, yeah. Even after I've quote unquote fixed it. Uh, yeah, Johnny, how how's your house doing? Is it no? Your house oh. has like a bunch of bunch of stuff. You you keep your games kind of contained. I think you keep, mm, don't keep your Harry Potter. It's still stuff multiple contained. rooms, right? Yeah. yeah, it's still multiple. Like it, it's it's the garage, and uh, I have a closet upstairs that's full of it, and I have my office, which is just wall-to-wall games um yeah and then like i before i uh had to have this dumb surgery and uh got sick and everything uh i was in the middle of like rearranging part of my garage so i could fit more boxes on my shelves to like get all this stuff cleaned up um yeah and now it's uh it's actually like kind of all all over the place at the moment i mean it's not there's like one kitchen counter has a stack of like 14 games on it uh, that need to be put in the garage, but they can't because I haven't got to those boxes yet. And I'm not allowed to lift anything over, uh, 10 pounds right now. So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't lift any of my boxes of games to 
to even put them away. So it, uh, I mean, it's like pretty well contained, but uh, I make fun of your staircase, but I have a banister at the top of the stairs that uh, sometimes I store some games on uh, until I'm ready to uh, catalog them. You see, I've got like, I've got like this whole system of just moving garbage around from room to room. So, I mean, when I get a new package, it goes on like the, the dining room table and then I kind of shuffle it over into like the pinball room where it's like, okay, I've kind of like cleaned these games up and took all like the bubble wrap and stuff off them and I've sorted to what console they're on, but they're not away in my game collection yet. And then I've got the computer games in the guest room and I've got just the regular game room, which is full to the brim of shit. And I got the, the garage, Johnny, and it's just... And at the staircase up to the game room, half of it is just filled with games that need to eventually go into the game room. It's like a little waiting line. Um, and I saw like a, I saw a post on Instagram recently. Uh, it was someone who was showing like their beautiful game room and like how they take pictures on Instagram. And then they like pan just out of frame. And it's just stacks of boxes and garbage everywhere because, I, you know, maybe people have nice game rooms, but my game room, like outside of what I'm framing in the picture is pretty much a disaster. <laughs> And like when I've taken videos and stuff of it, like, yeah, I've cleaned it all up. But then it, then it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't have a place to put this game right now. How about on the floor next to a shelf? And then that becomes a stack of 40 games on the floor next to a shelf. And uh, it never ends. My biggest problem is Halloween games, because whenever I buy for those, I, I can buy for any system. So like there's not a system to file those. They just all have to go together and then they don't, they don't fit right. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. Most of the stuff has like a home it's getting to eventually. Like, Oh, here's some DS games over here. Here's some GBA games. Like these will get filed eventually. Like they have homes, but it's the games that don't have homes that uh, burden me the most. Like when, when it's not a system, I like collect the whole system for, I'm like, Oh cool. I have like these six Atari games now. Uh, where do they go? I mean, uh, ideally, you would have the space for big, fancy Stefan Reese World of Nintendo cabinets to store all your stuff in so they could all be, like, presented very nicely. Um, But I've got got games to store, man. I don't got room for display cabinets. Come on. (laughs) Here, hot hot take. I don't like World of Nintendo cabinets. Whoa. Really? Yeah. They're fine. Who doesn't like World of Nintendo cabinets? They're fine. Look, they're fine. I don't hate them or anything, but I'm I'm not a person who's super, like, oh, man, display cabinets. I mean, Stefan knows this, too. Like... It's got to feel like the worst. Stefan has this super impressive room, like even before he sold everything, like super impressive, like looks like a place you want to hang out and play games. Like it's like a video game collecting nerds, like kind of paradise. And I keep my stuff fairly sterile. I don't like big, bright signs. I don't want the ephemera, like for like maybe a few pieces, but not like too much. I don't, I don't like all the LEDs, like the Nintendo, uh, the power glove signs, I find those obnoxious. They're giant and like, I think they're horrible. Like I would never want that. Uh, the world of Nintendo cabinets are just like big and like, they don't fit things as well as I would want them to. And they would just be a pain in the ass and they're heavy. Like I just look at those as inconvenience and not clean. Uh, and I want to build my shelves out as like cleanly as possible. So I'm not, I'm just not into that stuff. Like also displays, like just having like a fleet of displays. Oh, ugh, so gross. Dislike. Standies? I want to respond to two ugh. things, Johnny. One yeah. is that I kind of grew into game collecting a bu- around a bunch of Nintendo people and all like the high end Nintendo people have their world of Nintendo cabinet. So it's yeah, just like whenever too. I think whenever I think of like an amazing Nintendo collection, it's like, oh, yeah, there's the world of Nintendo cabinet. And then everything's kind of nicely laid out around it and all their best stuff is in there. It's yeah, just no, what like- I think of. Uh, I don't have a World of Nintendo cabinet. I'm not going to spend $5,000 for one or whatever the fuck that costs now. But uh, I, I mean, think I, I think, I mean, we were on Nintendo Age around the same time. So uh, 
yeah, like all the big guys, like when I was new in 2004, like they all had their world of Nintendo. Like you'd see all this stuff and you're like, oh man, look at their setup. Like that's pretty cool. But like, I would think, oh yeah, that's like pretty cool. And Stefan's room, like pretty cool. But I, it's just not anything I wanted. So like, I was never the guy to be gushing over that stuff. I just, you know, I think about it, but I, it's not like I couldn't have got a world of Nintendo cabinet. I just never wanted one. I was like, oh man. Like, I look at that, my back hurts thinking about trying to get it up the stairs. I'm not, I don't want that. No, thank you. You don't put those upstairs. Come on, Johnny. Stefan, did you I, take yours upstairs or is that on the ground floor? I don't have an upstairs. Come on, Johnny, keep that on the ground floor. I, my <laughs> office is upstairs. Well, That's where the games live. Gotta rearrange that. That's but that's where his else. world of Nintendo is, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, what you said, you said like, uh, I know we're getting off topic, but, um, you were talking about like people having signs. Like sometimes people go like a little overboard with signs, and to where it's like clearly they are a sign collector, and they kind of have to jam all their signs into this space rather than like display them kind of as nicely and spread out as they could. The, that doesn't get to me. I think signs signs are so cool. Like if you have like just a stack of those Nintendo Super Bright signs or something, or like fiber signs. Like I mean, they're so cool. I don't fucking care. Like whatever. Uh, but kiosks are the thing that get me. I don't think I've seen a game room ever anywhere except for like maybe like the fucking last gamer who had a kiosk that looked like they had room for a kiosk. It's always like, oh, here's my my Wii U kiosk that's like awkwardly shoved into a corner and it's like blocking half a shelf because I live in a house and houses don't have room for like giant display kiosks normally. I agree. I'm not into kiosks either. There's uh, been a yeah, few I neat ones. Moved away from them too. Yeah, yeah I like- think... Uh, or, like, the thing that gets me is when people, like, pick up a kiosk and, like, I know it's because they're excited for it and they just take the first picture they can and it's just kind of, like, sitting in the corner of their garage and I just wonder, like, is that going to get incorporated into a collection somehow or is this just, oh, I got an Xbox kiosk in my garage now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did I ever have a kiosk? I, I don't even know. I think I, the same thing. Yeah, I, uh... I'm, just, I'm always like, those are never good. And then you got to sell it and it's like, God damn, like, I got to find someone to pick yeah, this Yeah, but you have a house full of pinball machines. Yeah, I, like, well, I see pinball is very playable. There, there's, I don't see collectible value in pinball as much as gameplay value. Play a kiosk. I mean, like you could play a kiosk, but I, I know I never would. Even the pinball machines, I don't like as much. I just have them. They're sitting, taking up space. At least I play the ones that are, are the good, the better ones. But uh, I would never play a kiosk. I, I had arcade games. And I never played the arcade games either. I would sooner go to Mame than I would boot up one of my arcade games. All right. I'm with you. What are we even talking about? I don't know. We're talking about uh, other bad things on the list. Stefan, go ahead. Uh, oh, hey. So let's try uh, the phrase uh, alternative asset class. So this is oh. a, a, that, that, that was the note that I added. But really, it's it's uh, the, the larger sort of investment culture that I think is not great. Um, and not to say that, you know, obviously, like, I I think everyone in this in this quote unquote room has benefited in some way, shape, or form off of the investment boom. But um, you know, when it's when for it's just the folks that 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 only are here for that that bug me a lot. Um, and it's you know sort of taken the fun a lot of the fun out of it for me. Uh, that was sort of one of the one of the probably top three reasons why I exited. Uh, game collecting when I did. Oh, why um, didn't you make a YouTube video about that? Because <laughs> none of anybody's goddamn business. Uh, 
This this seems like a a pretty popular one that you would find on a why I'm quitting game collecting video. Yeah, and then absolutely. they're going to show like the 1.5 million dollar Super Mario 64 like that was the next thing on their want list. Um Yeah. So I I mean I'll expand it that. Like I'll say I don't I I think the culture is exactly the right word. I don't care that Mario sold for it. That like we've talked Yeah, it's not the nauseam, monetary but, value at all. Again, yeah, like we've like we said already tonight. Like it's not it's not about the money. It's 100% about the the culture that has sort of Come. Yeah, like suddenly I can't have like uh, you think you're talking to another collector and they're like, oh well, you know, if you get that graded, then it'll be like really a premium. I think that's like a probably a nine point two. Like I don't want I don't want someone picking up my stuff and telling me what they like. I, I'm not here to play junior grader uh, with my stuff or you know people like try to look at my collection with a discerning eye and be like, well, I see you've got a lot of sevens in your collection. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I you know like I don't. I don't want that. They're like, you know, I don't want to talk about what it's worth sealed. I, I it's like the weird conversations that happen around that. Like, and that's, it, it's, uh, I, I don't know if I ranted about it on the show or it was before the show, but like, you get that, like, it's like the same crypto conversation and like junior investors. I just, I don't want to have a financial discussion about this. I, I'm not, I'm not here for a financial discussion about my games. I just want to collect games because I love games. I just, I just want to buy them and put them on my shelf and be like, look at these things I completed because of my OCD. Look at what I did. And I, I'm not like, well, you know, when I retire, this one's like, this is not, I'm not building a portfolio. Uh, this is not an alternate asset. I'm not diversifying my portfolio with these things. I'm just collecting games. I'm lighting money on fire and putting a burden on my son. Okay. Can't, <laughs> can't you just leave me alone? Uh, and, I'm, and I'm opening my museum. Leave me alone. Yeah, Exactly. I, mean, I kind of think that's what I. Think. I mean, the, the investor stuff has been done to death. I think one of the worst parts about it is the clickiness that has kind of come into game collecting, because you go on uh, like Reddit game collect. That's like my the common man is on Reddit game collecting. You want to talk to some game collectors? That's where the real game collectors are, not the people with like mental illness or investors or things like that. Just people collecting some video games because they love some video games. But, but I need to talk to the people with mental illness, and I know, it's harder to find them now. That's the thing. Like, I'm with you, Johnny. Like, I'm talking to the people who are like me, who just have the mental illness of, we need to buy all the fucking video games, because my identity is owning physical objects. And, like, that's the click we're in. And I love it. I love talking to the people like you and Stefan. And then Stefan has his little art community. Yes. But... You know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, what what's the date? I don't even know what year it is anymore. But like the kind of the sealed people, they're like often in like sealed game heaven or wherever the fuck sealed people hang out. And that's a website, by the way, guys. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, I think it changed into something else. Maybe it's still around. But it, but it was. That's right. That's, I'm not just saying like sealed heaven. Like that's oh, like yeah, a, sealed game a, heaven a is a, the forum where like all the BGA people hung out. Yeah, yeah. And like they like people didn't even fucking think about sealed games. They're just like sealed games. Huh, that's weird. Or they would see a VGA game and just like completely turn up their nose like that's a weird thing. What the fuck? But now uh one of the the memorable thing that happened recently. I went to Reddit game collecting and the top post well, first of all, the actual top post is the pinned second Carl Jobst video. It doesn't have a lot of activity. They're just like, "Well, this is so important for the hobby that we need to pin this for months." But the post under that was a post of someone recommending that they ban posts of graded games. And I went through the first hundred posts on Reddit game collecting. There was not one graded game. The whole point of the post was just to jerk off about how great of a collector he is because he doesn't collect sealed or graded games. 
And it's just like everyone's getting divided into their own cults and everyone is talking about how everyone else is ruining game collecting for them. Even when like usually a lot of people in the same tribe are the ones that are, are ruining the collecting for you because they're the ones going after the same stuff as you. The the tribalism has gotten worse over the past few years. Definitely, I, I'll agree with that. I, I 100%. And I'm like, I'm happy of like, hey, you got, I've said, if you guys want to go collect seal games, it's just not for me. I don't. I just want to, I don't want to do that. I I'm with you. I want to talk to the people with uh, a mental illness and like put them in my discord mm-hmm. and have them <laughs> message me occasionally. And like, we talk about, uh, you know, dumb things like, Hey, do you think this refurbished? Wii Wii U game is actually exists or is it just on the list by accident? Cause I really want to buy it and own this piece of garbage. Johnny, someone posted something on the discord as like a joke. And like, I looked at it and I'm like, Hmm. Is that a cool variant? Here it is. Uh, Simpsons Road Rage. It is an Amazon renewed games variant. So it's a used game, but it has a specific seal from Amazon. Is that something that someone might want to collect someday? You know, oh, fuck Simpsons Road Rage. Pretend it was on a, a Super Mario Galaxy. If that was if it was $35 and that was an Amazon renewed Super Mario Galaxy, I would consider buying it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Because it's Mario. That's so stupid. But yeah, okay, it's a yeah. variant but, of one of the... It's kind of a variant, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> if you squint hard enough, it's a variant. I mean, meanwhile, I'm the one over here, like, taking Blockbuster stickers off my games. Like, ah, fuck these Blockbuster stickers. I don't want this garbage on my game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really don't want Blockbuster stickers on my game, except for a few of them. Like, you know, there's a few I want that on. Like, the Blockbuster World Championship card. Yeah, put that well, Blockbuster yeah. sticker on it. Uh, please. Um, but like if it was just a, a basic game or like all the all the blockbuster exclusive games, I like it when they have the blockbuster stickers on them. I like, took look. my blockbuster sticker off my sculptor's cut like really cleanly. It's like a super nice cart now. I still feel kind of bad about it. I'm oh, they're you so should. ugly. There's why couldn't they're, they be nicer stickers? Ugly. Because they're bright blue and yellow <sighs> and white. Right. Horrible. <sighs> I mean, like, the only sticker that's worse in existence is the old GameStop yellow stickers they yeah, put on. I don't on know this, what the fuck that. Like, is. fuck, god <laughs> damn, curse you forever for those stickers. Whoever did that hates video games. That's all I know. All right. Um. So we we've talked about alternate act classes and kind of uh, the tribalism that goes into that. But uh, how do you guys feel about? Uh, it's pretty unlikely, unless you buy it from a collector, that your game is going to be shipped like garbage. Like, there's probably coming in a bubble mailer. Maybe you get lucky and it's in an empty box, just rattling around. How do you guys... Uh, I pretty much hate that. I, like, I, I still feel dread whenever I buy anything cardboard, if it's not coming oh. from a collector. Just, yeah. it's just like, even with the message, I'm just like, please, please let it show up in a way that doesn't make me hate you and make me have to send you a nasty like email i like my wife's like okay have fun writing angry emails like <laughs> like like she hears me curse when i get a bubble mailer it's like it's just, just like oh i know you need 10 minutes now to go to go write this email listeners you know, really who are message listeners who are interested in this topic should listen to our nightmare before ships miss episode yeah anyways i i hate that that's a thing that that i still think even even now, where video games are on the news selling for a million dollars, we still get like bad shipping. Um, I will say it is vastly improved. I think, but it's still bad. I don't. You don't what, think it's are improved you, at you're all? You're buying Wii games, aren't you? Every Wii game you get definitely comes in a bubble mailer. 
I le- uh, I won't ship a DVD case in a bubble mailer anymore. I don't do anything wow. in bubble mailers. Everything deserves to be in a box. Because you know what? I get like cracked corners a little bit. I get like, uh, I, I have problems shipping even like shitty DVD games in bubble mailers. So I just don't. Everything goes in a box. And there's no one else who thinks like that. Like obviously besides other collectors, like the random people who buy from eBay are just like, oh, here's here's a sealed video game. It goes in a bubble mailer. So my big thing is like when they ship out something expensive, you're like, I paid you $9 shipping. You shipped it in a bubble mailer. Medium. Why didn't you just put it in a priority? Like they give you the box. I would rather have you like put it in a box by itself than this bubble. Well, mailer. It takes more effort. Cause then you got to pad the box out. It, they, they're just doing the lowest effort thing to get them the most I, money. Cause again, shipping sucks. Yeah. I mean, I also, uh, I hate people who believe in the power of media mail. Um, I want to disabuse everybody that like media mail is a proper way to ship thing. One games can't ship that way too. Uh, like, do you know what ships media mail, large stacks of magazines and heavy books. So that means that shitty gate, like that shitty cardboard box you just put in a bubble mailer is now sitting like everything that ships media mail is going to be heavy. Please stop shipping my games. It will, that will definitely be sandwiched between 10 large boxes of books in a bubble mail or media mail. This literally happened to me. And I like, I almost lost my mind. It was just like, why, why, why I showed it. They weren't even expensive GBA games, but it was just like four GBA games that, uh, all became pancakes. I mean, honestly, the problem is the less expensive stuff even for me. Yeah, I think like something like magic cards, like they're seen as collectible. So people are like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to put this in a, a top loader before I send it through the mail. But if they you never went put on tracking eBay, on it. What'd you say? I they never put tracking on them on magic cards. Like I've bought a, like, I don't know, a hundred dollar magic card, maybe a little more. And like all every time I do it, they come with no tracking. They're just in a regular ass envelope. They're probably in a top loader, but there's See, no at tracking. At least they're in a top loader. Like go on eBay Sort by buy it now. Buy the five lowest priced NES games. Oh, yeah. And you're, don't you're say getting... anything when you buy them. Like, literally every single one's going to be, like, jammed into a bubble mailer or in a box rattling around or something. They're definitely not going to come in, like, a box protector, which would be, like, standard for a lot of other collectibles that you would buy. You know, if you buy a comic, you're probably expecting it to come bagged and boarded in most cases, right? Uh, yes. I actually bought one, and it didn't come bagged and boarded. And I, I was flabbergasted. I did not know what to do. I was just... I, I don't know if I was mad because I was so confused. I was just like, what? <laughs> oh, weird. It's just like a book. You just, you just put this in an envelope and, <laughs> and s- what? And it was like a $20 comic. I was just like, what? What? <laughs> where did this come what? from? Like, where yeah. was this hanging out in your house? Yeah. I, it was like a Martian sent me a comic. I didn't understand what was going. It was a very confusing moment. And yeah, obviously the comic did not arrive in nice shape. So oh. I had to be like, Hey, uh, you know, like, I like it when people send it, like there's these like neat, like there's special boxes you can get to actually ship comics and like oh, yeah. that protect them. They're like so cool. But also like, I like when people, they put a bag, put it in a bag and a board and then they put another board in the front of it. So it's just sandwiched between two boards and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, so now it's not getting like those little divots. Uh, just so much easier to ship comics. So like people, they just know what they're doing. I feel like, like, except for that one, I bought a bunch of like junk comics, like $5 comics and like still get them in the nice, uh, the nice boxes. Like, I don't know what's going on with, uh, with video game collecting. I think maybe somebody needs to make like specific boxes to ship NES games and like, or like, these are the boxes you use to ship video games. 
Here, buy so, them, use ooh. them. See, that's a problem because I think that most DVD mailers are like just way too tight. And then NES games are this weird size where they're like a little bit bigger than like a VHS tape. Like clearly the what the the flat rate box, small flat rate box priority was designed for something that's like just smaller than most boxed video games. So yes. it, it kind of just sucks that that's how the the free boxes you can get were designed. Because when you go a step up from that, it's like the size of a fucking shoe box. There's no kind of in between size that would be right for video games. Which is yeah, why I bought true. all new boxes to ship my stuff out because I wanted the right size. Because I'm a good shipper who never ships anything. All right. Uh, do we have anything else? One more item on the list. Stefan, do you want to swing for the fences on this one? No. <laughs> the uh, addiction, uh, dominating your life and mindless hoarding, never being satisfied. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably the most common <laughs> terrible thing about this hobby saving the and best it, for last and i don't know that we've I, I mean we've we've kind of brought it up I, I i can't count the amount of times that someone has said mental illness tonight on this podcast um, yeah i mean we we poke fun but like there like i mean you should not really poke fun at mental illness at all but uh like i do legitimately believe there are parts uh like you know uh addiction swapping people do all the time in, in like hardcore collecting, I know mentally that sometimes uh, the way I collect is something that someone uh, shouldn't do, you know, like should not dominate their life as much, um, you know, so it, it, poking fun, but also recognizing that it, I think it's a real thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the continual pursuit of the hunt and never being content. Uh, that's people say that that drives them, but also, if you cannot find a way to be satisfied, what is that saying about you and your life? Um, you know, uh, it, it's a, like, it's a hard thing. I think people don't actually realize is like a thing. I, when I, when I first started doing like my dumb blog, uh, you know, years and years ago, that's one of the things I talked about, like literally, uh, you know, like my OCD, like sometimes gets involved and it's not like diagnosed OCD. So it, like, but I definitely, uh, ever since I was a child, get like in these lanes where I'm like, needs to be like this. I like my stuff organized like this. And then if I'm collecting, collector brain goes in and I'm like, I have to get them all. Like have this, I have to do this. I have to organize them, get all not content until done. Um, and it's not great. Like I recognize when, like when I get in the grips of that or it's like 4am and I'm still searching on eBay for, for dumbass variants because my brain won't shut off because I need to keep looking. Uh, cause I'm like trying to figure something out. Uh, those are, those are moments when I'm like, this is the worst, this is the worst hobby ever. Why am I like this? But it would be, it would be that way with any hobby I was in. I'm the same way. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, if you're listening to a podcast about collecting video games, maybe while you're like, I don't know, organizing your video games and you're getting alerts on your phone for, uh, <laughs> for some save searches you have for video games, you're probably, you maybe you're already here. Uh, and especially like mindless hoarding, never being satisfied. Uh, I was recently asked by someone, um, a platform agnostic, uh, lost joystick network podcast, like what my current goals are. And like, my current goal is just like getting all the most historic best games. And it's like, well, that's an interesting goal because it's certainly not specific. And it is something that can never be achieved. You're like, that keeps me going. That keeps the juice flowing, baby. Uh, never right? have to that's stop. What I'm like, I'm like, never great. Have I never to have to be done. I could just keep yeah. going. 
Uh, and it's a fucking problem. Like, man, like something as quote unquote simple as like collecting the PS2 set looks amazing compared to, oh, just get uh, every video game that matters, Tyler. That's sensible to do. So uh, also, yeah, I spend way too much time of it uh, with it. Um, Johnny, you might say that we spent three, we, we recorded three, uh, two and a half days of content for Collector's Quest. Uh, that's just talking about video games, let alone like all the other work we put into the podcast, uh, editing and all the other shit, and then talking on Discord, posting on Instagram. And then all the actual kind of takes over your life. I could be yeah. playing Ultima 4. I still haven't beat Ultima 4. I like video. I thought I'm here because I like video games. I'm not playing video games right now. I'm talking about video games and why it's a terrible hobby that no one should start. You know <laughs> what, though? I love it. <laughs> No, it's pretty cool. I like I like having it's, games. They're so cool, John. It's, it's a, I, I like I say it's the worst, but I also kind of love all of it. It's the like which is also the worst. Which it's like you just said why that's all terrible, and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to do some more of that later. Like it's, it's so dumb. It's, it's I mean, worst. we just talked about all all the worst parts, but we're all still here, so we do we yeah. still like it, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Stefan, you you want to add to any of this? I know you have some experience here. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely true. Like you, we go through hell for this hobby, but we do it because we love doing it. Right. Like I have at this point created a nonprofit organization so I can, you know, so all of the work that I do in this hobby will literally outlive me. Like I, I, I love it a little bit. Uh, so yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass and it's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of stuff about it that we don't like, but like we wouldn't want to stop. Yeah. Um, let's see what, Oh yeah. The, I want to address the hoarding thing. Like people always ask this question that I go, like, oh, yeah, are you a hoarder? Like, no, I, I even with Tyler with the stairs, the, like <laughs> if you look at the rest of Tyler's house, he does not look like a hoarder. He's got a lot of video game ephemera stuff consoles, pinball machines, everything. But I didn't walk into his house and go, man, this guy's a hoarder. And if you've actually ever been in a hoarder's house, it is a lot different. Like it, like people try to equate it to the same thing. And it definitely isn't. And it kind of minimizes like the disease that is hoarding. Uh, so I, I don't, yeah. I don't love that comparison uh, because if you've ever actually seen anybody in the grips of that, it's pretty gnarly. Like uh, I had my neighbor across the street, I think they passed away and they were hoarder and like watching the crews come in and out of there to like just get stuff i mean it was crazy and then all the way like actual garbage yeah that that that, that's usually the the kind of the deciding factor for me is that if you know what is the content of their quote-unquote hoard is it actual garbage uh stefan how long ago would it have been for you to include vhs tapes among actual garbage and here (laughs) we are they're like oh no this is my investments nope still garbage grandma you haven't opened like half of them oh exactly (laughs) yeah i'm talking about people who like you know they they are their cat goes missing and they find them five years later somewhere yeah yeah yeah. i mean i I had a girlfriend whose mom was kind of like she was on the verge of it like just time life magazines 20 years worth of time life magazines just like stacked around the garage even though the cats had peed on them like Uh, wouldn't throw them away uh, like that it's that kind of like people don't that's what I'm saying. Like you put a bunch of games on a shelf. They're not like, even if you have stacks on your floor, that's not hoarding. Like, you, like go watch that hoarder show that used to be on, I think the learning channel or some garbage. Mm-hmm. 
uh, just go see what actual horror it's it's horrifying and it's it's a real thing um, that it looks a lot different than this so uh, yeah uh, is it, if you want to call it mindless consumerism and the over consumption of goods and just raw materialism yeah agree with you 100% like people are like oh yeah they want these like spartan lives I'm like no no I'm a materialist uh, clearly I like to buy these things and uh, give my give my brain little dopamine hits from doing so um but that is, that's not hoarding. So uh, I don't like, I don't love it when people are like, no, you're just a hoarder. You're just like, uh, like that's like, not that hoarders are, I think, worried about being called, uh, being compared to us. But I'm like, you're not really, you're doing them kind of a disservice for like the actual hard thing that's going on in their life, which is uh, like a living nightmare compared to, you know, just a guy who owns a lot of games. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, that's, that's it. I mean, there's plenty of other things, but that's the worst parts of video game collecting. Um, don't do it. Save yourself. Yeah. Don't don't do it unless you (laughs) guy an hour into this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it unless you, unless like us after hearing all this stuff, you're like, yeah, I'm still in. Uh, if you're still with us, uh, join the discord, which you can do, uh, by becoming a patron for as little as $2 or as much as six, but really like $4 is the part where you get the extra content. And that's where I would say go. Um, if you want to, if not keep, please, please keep enjoying the same free content. And you, if you really want to, you can find us on patreoncom slash collectors quest. There's the, the quick plug for that. Anyways, uh, any more you guys want to add to that? No. Or shall we move on? Nope. To the collector's oh, questions. Come on, this was a whole collector's show. We did a whole show for someone. I mean, do we have to really answer yeah. their questions now? Yes. I mean, I'm just trying to buy are... time while I go get over there to the, ask go, the podcast yeah. room. All right. Tiger Wolf asks, uh, when are you going to 100% complete your Famicom collection, Tyler? I am not going for a Famicom set. Um, Ooh, you should do a Famicom mm-hmm. set. That would be so cool. I've never seen a full set. Uh, I'm just putting it in your brain. Please do No, it. no, no. <laughs> I, there Please. are some like serious Famicom collectors. It's like I I would call myself an NES collector, and I am extremely familiar with the NES library. But no matter how much, like I could mindlessly check checklists and buy Famicom games. But because there is just a huge portion of that library, just like I cannot play it. Like even if I watch YouTube videos of all these games, like I couldn't like understand what I'm buying in like a complete way so it is in that sense getting a full collection is just the worst like the games that i'm buying mean something to me from like my interest in video game history or my interest in certain companies things like that i, I can't just load up with a thousand games that mean nothing to me uh, that was too real of an answer for a question that was probably facetious uh <laughs> Platform Agnostic asks, hypothetically, there's a natural disaster that's going to affect you. You only have time to save a, save a few items from your collection. What would they be? This is like a real situation for you guys. Um, also, if you lost everything but those items and were uh, forced to rebuild, uh, would you rebuild and to what extent? I couldn't. <laughs> um, it would be... So, I mean, I it's no secret that, I, you know, after I sold off all my games which we've been talking about um you know i've refocused in an area of the hobby where virtually everything that i acquire is one of one right so if something if if something came through and genuinely destroyed this collection it would be literally impossible for me to be, to rebuild it well let, um, me, let me refocus you though because uh, yeah we we all know that's true you got one of ones one of ones they disappear they're gone but what like because you still have a nest collection right uh, the nest set or did you 
or uh, did you get rid of that? Super and 3DO are okay. the only full okay. sets I still have. So let's say your super set, which is your, you know, super is your favorite set. Who, what if that who went away? Who the fuck calls it super? You just both like called Super Nintendo super without missing a beat. What was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now, I, now I'm oddly self-conscious. Uh, yeah, I feel like I just walked out on stage with my pants off or something. Like, <laughs> it just made me feel weird about it. I thought it was fine, Stefan. I think we were doing just fine. Anyways, uh, if your super set went away, what, what would you do? The soups? Would you, if yeah. the soups went away? Yeah, if, uh, you, if, you miss, if you were missing the soups, what happens next? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd probably put that back to get put that together again. And honestly, like there have been a couple times where just like just for something to do, I've thought about like doing another card only NES set. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely put put the uh, Super Nintendo set back together. Honestly, if something happened to the 3DO set, I don't know that I'd do it again because that shit was hard. Uh, well, I mean, and I know you kind of love it in a very cheeky way like i'm not doubting that you love it but it doesn't have the same it doesn't have the same nostalgia hit that super nintendo does yeah no for sure that's that's absolutely true um and then as far as like part of this question tyler right was like things we would save right if we had like run out of the house um no secret the you know the stadium events that my wife bought me i still have that that's the the one nes game i think that's still in this room actually i think i might have a copy of mega man 2 somewhere in here too uh but uh but definitely that and i just spilled coffee on my desk oh no sad um and then the, honestly like the the my favorite paintings that i have in the collection do hang in my game room like i have things hanging all over the house but like the stuff that i genuinely love um are in this room so uh the um mickey's magical quest cover uh that painting i would definitely take that's one of my favorite uh pieces um and the secret of mana nintendo power cover definitely would also come with me those are probably my top two pieces in the whole collection um Uh, wrong answers why it's gotta be super castlevania and final fantasy 2 Okay, but also that that is a that's really like a his hands are four getting full foot now. oil painting. <laughs> yeah, my 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 hands are getting real full. The meanwhile, the the magical quest cover is literally almost painted one to one. It's like it's like two inches l- larger than the actual cover. Uh, so I, that would also be very manageable for me to take. But uh, yeah, that Castlevania cover. If I grabbed the Castlevania cover, that would be the only thing that I was taking. No, you grab the Castlevania cover and then just put the other ones on top of it and run. <laughs> Yeah, that's still a two-man job at that point. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I think that's probably what I would take. Tyler? Just thinking of things that I could, like, reasonably hold. I feel like... Didn't we, did we not answer this kind of recently? Like, I would take... I feel like we did, yeah. My favorite game... Like, I've got, like, my sealed Ocarina of Time, sealed Super Mario 64, uh, Doom 1.1 on PC, and... Uh, like my Charmander Zelda is really rare and exciting. My uh, family boxing competition card on Famicom, one of 16. That's something really cool that I would save. Um, what is that? Sorry. I don't know what that is. What is that? Uh, family boxing. It's just uh, there was all these like weird, smaller competitions in Japan um, in like the Famicom days. And one of the prizes was uh, a gold family boxing cartridge. And they made 16 of them. And when you put it in, it says special edition on the title screen. And the ring in the game is a different color. Uh, Family Boxing is Ring King, by the way. Game no one cares about. 
It's the game where uh, when you're in a corner game. getting uh, like after a boxing round, the guy looks like he's giving you a blowjob. That's its yeah. main claim to fame. But uh, it's super rare and exciting. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you rebuild yeah. something? Like, would I rebuild? I don't know. Like, man, getting rid of all this stuff, wouldn't that be just like such a great weight off your shoulders? Probably. Like, I, there's no way I could. Obviously, like the collection I have now, just because of prices, like no matter what insurance paid me, I like I would not spend the time going and getting all this garbage. Okay, then then how about this? What would you rebuild? I don't know. Like, I it would be so cool to not rebuild and just not have all this. <laughs> It'd be shit cool anymore. to be finally free of the grips <laughs> right? of consumerism. Oh my god! I would like start living a minimalist life. I start like a YouTube channel. Have one of those super clean white desks with nothing behind me. Just like a shelf with like it's like a huge shelf. And there's just like one plant over here and like a light over there, and that'll be it. You'd be talking about the best, uh, you know, way way to hide cables and uh, cable management <laughs> systems. Yeah. <laughs> um, which yeah, I'm I into. Like, Please tell me your secrets. Like I don't know. I don't think like NES is like my favorite console to collect. Like even just the cards, I don't think I would go for it again but also i have the collector gene so i i can't really say i think if it really lost everything i would start collecting from my favorites down like the literally the stuff i saved so i go like ocarina of time mario 64 doom and then i start going like well i should probably get a copy of metroid prime in here i should probably get a copy of like pokemon heart gold soul silver in here and i think i would have a much smaller collection if i actually lost it all all right and then what would you uh what would you escape the burning building with I already no, said he, this. That's what he said. That's, what said. <laughs> yeah, that's the competition cards and stuff he was talking about. Oh, sorry. yeah. Okay, so for me, um, one, we know I uh, I would save my family because uh, that's how I am. Uh, Welcome. I, YOLO. Yeah, yeah. I Lame answer alert. <laughs> I Look, I've said it before. <laughs> I've said it before, and it's been put to the test and proven that I would not try to save anything. Like if I didn't. Now, if we're putting them in a scenario where I could try to save stuff, you know, I have such a mishmash of stuff and nothing is like, wow, this is super valuable compared to this other thing. Like, I've got a couple expensive items that like maybe I would grab, like I'd probably grab my Outback Joey, you know, and like try to grab a few of the, uh, you know, top games on the systems that I, I know are very expensive. But, you know, I it, it would just be it would be hard, like. Would it just be like value wise? Would it be easier to grab my my Game Boy boxes uh, because they're in like small totes that I could grab like four of at a time and save like fifty games in each tote? Like I getting like into the real logistics. Like, well, I already have this stuff boxed up, which would be nice and good to go. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that. But that's how I think about it. It's like, what do I do here? Um, and I would I rebuild. I would probably do some same as you, Tyler. I would grab my favorites and like do that and probably dedicate like one shelf uh and be like this is this is the stuff uh you know yep. this is this this is the stuff i like and now this is what now this is what video game collecting is to me uh would i like i i mean i see a world where i i might try to redo the super uh set i'm going to keep saying super just to see if it bothers tyler <laughs> the soups <laughs> uh like i i could see myself maybe trying that but there's so many games and so much like, do you know, I have like three copies of wheel of fortune just because of dumb variants. Like, do I want to do that to myself again? I, I don't know if I do. So anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't. I don't know why you have some of the things you have, Johnny. Some of them are interesting, but like every time I see one, I'm like, do you have to own 
every time you find a cool variant? <laughs> and the answer I, seems to be yes. Well, I, yeah, because I want to see it for myself. I want to touch it. <laughs> just put that on a soundboard when we get one. I want to touch it. Just make sure that's one. Um, yeah, I, I would probably uh, be better if uh, I just sold everything and moved on with my life, but I don't see that happening. I'm going to do one more question from the Fleo filler titles. Why do you love them? Why do you hate them? Why are you considered less of a man or woman if you don't have them in your set? And then he gives a bunch of examples. Fisher Price, I can remember. Elmo's Number Journey, Barney's Hide and Seek, Niv Bible, stuff like that. Uh, Stefan, you have a lot of filler in your collection, right? How do you feel about filler? (laughs) (laughs) Sell it in bulk. Get it out. All killer, no filler for life, right? That's how we live, Tower? Oh, yeah, us, definitely. I mean, I, Johnny, I have kind of pivoted away from the filler. Um, I know you're you're uh, full force me? getting every GBA game that you can suck up with a vacuum. Um, but I'm not collecting any sets right now, which has made it really easy to avoid filler. Yeah, if you're not uh, collecting... you already collected them. Uh, you see, that's the problem. Like, I already I collected them, and I do enjoy owning. Like, like I, w- I wouldn't want my Genesis set without, like, Crystal's Pony Adventure, or whatever the fuck that game's called. Uh... uh I think, so here, I will defend filler. I will give the defense of filler for the Fleo here. There, There's a tendency to get hyper-focused on the games everybody already knows are good. And I'm not talking about, like, Mario and Zelda games only. I'm not talking about, oh, check out Heavenly Sword on the Wii. It's a hidden gem. I'm talking about garbage. Uh, where's Waldo? is just considered to be just filler garbage for the Nintendo. Every once in a while, I just take like a random like game that looks like a complete filler game off the shelf and I put it in just to see if it's just everyone is just collectively said it's bad. Like, I don't know, Superman 64, a game that like probably 90% of the people hating on it have never played. I just take games like that off the shelf and I'm like, all right, let's see what it is. And you know what? I think Where's Waldo has some fucking merit because that game's a goddamn mess and that's what makes it hard to find Waldo. In terms of collecting, I don't know. I mean, like, it's like the most filler things I could think of would be like EA sports games right now. And yeah, that. Uh, no, thanks. It feels bad owning all that stuff. Big reason that I'm not going after the PS2 set is because just the space of filler on that set. I, I've already done I, it I once with Xbox and PS2 is like more than twice as big, I think. I don't really have anything to add to that. Like I, I collect sets, so I get a lot of dumb filler. Um, there's no, there's no avoiding it. Uh, if I was a smarter person, it would be all killer, no filler. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you enjoy filler more than the average person. You don't get it as an obligation. You're like, here's this Skylanders game, but what about every version of the Skylanders game? Like something I, no one would consider necessary to own, but you're like, yeah, I can get all But of that's them. my, that's like my dumb brain. Like, <laughs> I, know. I, I can't help it. I'm just like, well, look at all the variants. Well, look at, someone's got to know about these. VG Collectaholic knows what I'm talking has about. To know, right? It's just you and VG Collectaholic just trading back and forth. Like, check out my five versions of Assassin's Creed 3 for the oh, Wii man. U. And now you're going to be like, oh, I should get the, the two versions of Assassin's Creed 3 I don't have yet. You're so dumb. You're so dumb because you're right. He showed me a version of Assassin's Creed I didn't have. And I was like, holy shit, I want that one. And it's like from Canada only and kind of expensive. I'm like, do I need to spend $60 to get this fucking assassin or $50 to get this assassin's creed? And I'm like, no, Johnny, don't do it. And I've been, I've literally been going back and forth about it for three days. 
since I saw it. I was like, uh, he told me about it before he posted it. And I've just been going back and forth. Like, should I go get this Assassin's Creed or not? I don't, I don't know. Like maybe I probably should. I, it's uh, funny. You called that out. Yeah. Thanks for collect the Like I, I, I want it. Johnny, I, do you know about the Canadian Monaco uh, Grand Prix on N64? I do. Oh, okay. Well, get the Greg Games just posted it, and I'd never seen it before. And it comes with a phone card, and it just like says Canada exclusive right on the yep. front of the box. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, there, uh, there's a bunch of weird, like, you can get some some strange variants on uh, the N64. There, there's a few. I got a few good ones. One day we'll do the surprising collectability of the N64, where yeah, we'll just be- do a whole, hold on, we'll just do a whole episode where we talk about that people like this garbage system. We're just surprised that anyone would want to own these games and keep buying them. Johnny, uh, man, Monaco Grand Prix, like a busted one sold for $200 complete. That's a game I kind of yeah. want. Ugh. It's 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 been expensive for a while. I, I know. When it, they, it first got showed on Nintendo Age a few years ago. That's where I first saw it. I, I just mean any copy. I want like an American copy. Um, oh. There's like none. I mean, I guess it's just, I mean, there's fucking rare boxed N64 games. You can easily get a cartridge. I think it's the first F1 racing game with real drivers, though. Historic. History. <laughs> history. Do it for the history. Got to do it All for right. history. Uh, uh, that's it. We... All right. Well, let's, Do you guys uh, buy and play on. video games? I hope you don't uh, buy yeah. video games. I heard it's a really bad thing to get into. Yeah, it's the worst. Don't do it. Uh, and But if you do, I look forward to why you're quitting videos uh, shortly after. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, all right, guys. Uh, what, are you, what are you buying and uh, what are you playing? Uh, Stefan? Um, I haven't. Well, there's some stuff, but nothing I want to talk about yet. <laughs> There's some stuff. There's some stuff I did. You haven't been on on the show in like a month. Uh, You didn't buy anything in a month, even a game just to play? No, not anything that I want to talk about yet. (laughs) Um, Wait, there's some modern game you've bought that you don't want to talk about yet? No, there's some stuff that I've shown you guys that I can't talk about yet that I'm really excited about. But Hey, um, guess what? You just got a Polymega. Yeah. Oh, and I bought a, a copy of the like regalia edition of uh, um, Forbidden West, the New Horizon game. So okay. uh, that was so you know three hundred dollars I didn't need to spend. Gonna be too big. Uh, yeah, but those, those are like the only like when you talk about like stupid gaming statues. Horizon gaming statues are literally the only gaming statues I have because I just love that. It's yeah, I know so you're like you always are talking of Horizon. I'm fine with you buying this. If it was like the latest Call of Duty game, I would call you. No, yeah, but. no, absolutely not. No. Fuck that. But yeah, for this 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 one game I will I will buy all the things. So that happened today, so I did buy that. Okay. What do you play? Uh what have I been playing? Um not a ton. I'm I I'm really excited for Forbidden West. Um what else am I excited for? Um waiting for the remake of uh, Kotor. That's a little ways out, but I'm super excited about that. But uh I don't know that I've actually been playing anything super recently. Not you know, you could just go play KOTOR right now. Just get like an Xbox or get on Steam. Sorry, oh, you know what? <laughs> I did. Pl- I did play through Bioshock. I did do that recently. You I forgot that you played through an entire video game. Yes. All right. I'm guessing it's not your first time playing through Bioshock. No, it's not. Is it still good? It's still good. All right. Yeah, Bioshock's the best. I mean, 
I don't know. Sometimes I go back to games and they're not good. But uh, I went right, to Gold, uh, Gold, a few years ago and it was really good. Goldeneye is a piece of shit. Golden, like Goldeneye is still an amazing game. Like you went back to Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed 1 was never good. But I think Assassin's Creed 2 is really good. But I'm worried if I went back to 2, I'd be like, no, this one's shit too. <laughs> Man, Assassin's Creed is so boring. I don't know how, like I tried to like that game. and Yeah, the first one is not great. For sure. it, it, it's like so tedious to get anywhere like long it just i it did did not do it for people me. like shutting off their brain following the arrows and just doing the quest johnny it's, i uh, just i did not enjoy it i just like I, I i found i to i'm okay like it takes the right open world game to get me but like typically i'm not in love with him anyways uh tyler what about you what'd you buy what'd you play uh i'm playing Ultima, Project Zomboid, and RuneScape. No one wants to hear about any of those anymore. Uh, what am I buying, Johnny? I got a big box Quake with the jewel case. Uh, the, Ooh, first, the first versions of Quake came with a jewel case rather than the fold-out digipack. Um, I haven't put it in my CD drive yet. I got this like a week ago. I still haven't done it. The very first release of Quake, the files on the disc were modified on July 31st of 1996 or whatever and the later releases the files were modified in august so i am buying copies of quake until i find the ones with the files modified in july johnny because that will be the true fucking first print eat a dick sealed collectors you will never own this i'm gonna find one (laughs) Uh, and meanwhile tower's like why do you buy all these dumb variants <laughs> Here's my six copies of Quake. I'm gonna find a good one eventually. Because obviously, no one selling one is ever gonna put it in a CD drive for me. They're gonna be like, "Fuck you!" What you think I have a CD drive? <laughs> it's and like of course, fighting, it's, uh, there's a Spider-Man two for the PS one uh, that has like the the two towers or the twin towers, the two towers. It's a Lord of the Rings nerd. Uh, the twin towers, like in the game, but uh, only like a couple launch editions actually had that and then oh it was God. quickly edited out so but you don't know unless you play the game uh, and what's that, the that what's seems the, worse like i could put this in the drive and within like two minutes i could figure it out oh You'd yeah to, like, no that's probably get through opening cutscenes and shit oh man oh what, what, what's the genesis game where there's like a certain boss like one of the shinobis yeah yeah shinobi yeah exactly Stefan knows what i'm talking about where you, yeah yeah it's spider-man there's one of the bosses no, that's is like, Spider-Man, in, like the first it? level though also is that what? So I'm thinking. So I'm thinking of the Shinobi arcade games. The only version of Shinobi one I've played, and there's definitely like straight up Spider-Man is in like the first or second level of that game. So is that like Master System that that would be a variant on? Because I don't think I Shinobi was... one is on Genesis. I could I be entirely I, wrong. I don't, I, I don't, don't know what I'm talking. I don't about. remember it clearly <laughs> because I don't have a lot of good info. I just remember talking about it one. You know once who knows this? No, it is the, Revenge of Shinobi. Is, is, oh, Revenge is, of Shinobi's is, the one? So they had, so Shinobi 1 just had straight up Spider-Man, and then when they made Shinobi 2, they're like, yeah, just put Spider-Man in it again. <laughs> well, it doesn't, doesn't, isn't one have, like, Punisher in it, though? I don't know, I don't but, know how much uh, Shinobi uh, ripped off comic books. I, I thought that was, like, a thing. I could be wrong. Anyways, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, I was just making a point. Alright. So that's what you're playing, and that's what uh, you're buying, anything else? Johnny, I did it. I always say Johnny. I know Stefan, you're here too. I'm just it's just I say Johnny when I'm about to make a really exciting point. No. I got I know, I know it don't matter. It's fine. Basic math for the Atari 2600. Oh, shit. 
One of the Whoa! launch titles. One of the launch titles. <laughs> did you know that that was a launch title? That's a throwback to a quiz episode we did. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Atari 2600 1977 launched with nine games. They come in gatefold boxes rather than the normal flip top boxes. And uh, so basic math actually was also printed in a regular box. I thought they would have just like given up on this game. But no, this game had multiple prints. So I had to go find a gatefold copy and I went and got it. And it's like easily the rarest of the launch games. It's like the Donkey Kong Jr. math of Atari 2600. But at the same time, for some reason, like not anywhere near as rare as Donkey Kong Jr. Math. It is like not like a top tier. This is one of the coolest things in my collection now kind of thing. It's just like, oh, that's the least common launch game. Basic math. I don't know. It's weird to me because one, I don't know why anyone bought this. But two, the type of people who would buy this, I think, would be like idiot young kids who would like throw out the packaging. And I got mine like pretty near mint in the box with all the inserts. So. See, I, I I think it's parents who are like, I'm going to make my kids learn something instead of playing just a video game. And those kids are like, that's nice, mom. Thanks. And then they just put it away forever and never even take it out oh. of the package. So I assume they should all be nice. That makes a lot of sense. I like your argument. Yeah, this is definitely something. It's like just basic edition and shit. Like you never put this in twice. So that makes sense. Like if you had the box and the gatefold box probably feels like a box you should keep more than just the flip top boxes because it feels like a home for the game. Johnny, everything you say makes so much sense. You're such a good game collector. Oh, I I try. Thank you. Let me say one more thing. I got uh, this is the worst thing I bought. I got Wizardry Knight of Diamonds second scenario. Johnny, this is Wizardry 2. So I bought a really nice early copy of Wizardry 1. And as a free bonus, folded up inside. This is a, so this only came on like a, it was like a cardboard folder. I don't know, like the size of an iPad about. And so it was folded in half and stuck in the box. But it, you know, fucking a a whole free game was stuck in my box and I didn't uh, know about it. But the version I had wasn't the first print, Johnny. I wanted the first one. I wanted to upgrade my condition. So, so you got a free one and then you're like, free isn't good So enough. yeah, I got it go for spend free some money. and I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's just spend money. Like now that I got it, like I want a better one. Like this one's all folded up. So I set a snipe on one and then I later realized it wasn't the version I wanted, but I forgot to remove my snipe and it was for a thing in Belgium. And I thought that the shipping would be cheaper from Belgium to the UK. I was just going to put it through my proxy and be like, I don't know, what's shipping from Belgium to the UK? Eight bucks? No, it was still $20 to ship like a cardboard folder. So I bought that. It was the wrong thing. So I spent like $50 on, oh, by the way, it was also only the sleeve. So uh, it didn't even come with the game. $50 on just a thing I 100% didn't want. And then so I went and I bought a third one on eBay for like another $50. So I got this free game in my copy of Wizardry and then I spent $100 to get the version I wanted. Good good choices, Tyler. <laughs> so good fucking choices. Stupid. Don't collect video game. Who cares about Wizardry 2? It's What is wrong with me? All right. That was a bad thing I bought. Now you can. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I play? Hey, uh, I played <laughs> really current here. Uh, I played uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, ah. Yeah. So the story is uh, after my surgery and everything, I'm I'm laid up right after you know, five days in the hospital, first day home. Um, my wife uh, left and she put the Xbox controller by me, and I was like, ah, 
I don't really want to watch anything. Like, yeah, maybe I'll look at Game Pass and see if there's anything I can. I, I was like, I'll play Call of Duty. I'm like, I don't really want to. So I'm like, let me just look. I'm like, I wanted to check this out. So yeah, I played through that. It's not very long and it was highly enjoyable. So yeah, if you like walking Sims, this is probably one of the good ones. Uh, it does some interesting things, but you know, it, it, you're not going to be challenging yourself uh, or building any skill or anything. It's not Twitch gaming. It's uh, it's a narrative experience with uh, with some control done, uh, some input done by you, the user. Uh, yeah, enjoyable. I, I liked it. I thought there was some neat parts. The cannery was really cool, actually. Um, and uh, if you, I don't want to spoil it. from the game. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a part where you enter a comic book. I thought was really cool. Um, the way they did that, like, cause you're like playing, but you see the panels, like as you're playing through, you can see yeah. like the next panel. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, that's neat. And then you get to that panel and start. To, yeah. Anyways, uh, it was a uh, zone did it. And so did Batman the I Cape know, Crusader on ZX Spectrum. I, Completely I, unoriginal I, idea. Garbage. Zero cool. out of 10. Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. Uh, I 100% knew you were going to do that, by the way. <laughs> I like when I said, I'm like, I bet like, actually when I chatted it to you the first time, I 100 expected a snark response about comic zone. And when I didn't get it, I was like, that's weird. And now I was like, well, when I bring it up on the podcast, it has to happen. Right. Yeah. So did not disappoint your predictable. Thank you. There it is. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I played that. That's the only thing I played because, uh, you know, I, I've been sick for three weeks and, uh, you know, just having a full blown infection in your stomach is not great. Um, I was actually like, couldn't really do anything. I wasn't even like really watching stuff cause I couldn't focus, uh, cause the pain was like high. Uh, so video games weren't really a thing. What did I buy? Uh, also I was sick, so I didn't really buy anything. Sorry guys to disappoint you. Um, there wasn't a lot going on. Uh, I've just been sitting back and forth debating about, um, this, this stupid Assassin's Creed. <laughs> that's like literally how much could those uh, possibly be also i mean now that you're mentioned oh, no one's gonna i was gonna say now that you mentioned it, you have to go get it in case the listener is gonna be like i need to get yeah. my canadian assassin's creed 3 well, for the wii u no one's gonna buy that there there's like one on ebay um it's just like a pain in the ass to find so it's like uh if you want it like i'm sure one will come up but there's not that many uh, of these like there's also a canadian variant for um, Splinter Cell, the special edition. So, like, you just, they're just all coming from Canada. So, it's just a pain. Um, I, but it's true. I, I either have to decide I want it right now before this goes up or, uh, you know, forever, forever hold my peace. But also, VG Collect all posted it. So, it may just be gone, uh, anyways, because some, he may have sparked someone else's interest. So, I'm surprised how much games don't get sniped when they get brought up. So I know I'm sorry that I have to tell you this, Johnny. I have uh, like YouTube alerts for when the angry video game nerd uploads a new video, not because I want to like get on top of his shit because because uh, I like I enjoy his videos a lot. Um, and so one of his recent videos was uh, uh, plumbers don't wear ties. And there was like oh, two copies on eBay at the time. And like one of them was like in the realm of possibility for like, it was like overpriced, but not so overpriced. I don't remember how much it actually was. And you know, that video gets like a million views over a weekend, a million people. And not one person went on eBay and was like, I need plumbers. Don't wear ties. So, you know what? I think your Assassin's Creed three Canadian variants are probably safe. 
Except I'm he's talking to generalists. We're talking to other like uh you know collector brains. So Stefan, you got a collector brain? Uh not as much as I used to. I mean, God, uh, jo- you're ruining my I think point. Jo- you're just you know, jo- Johnny. I think Johnny would be the first one to to be able to attest to me. Like I used to be a garbage collector. Like I used to just buy all of the things um, when we started this podcast, and I don't think I really do that anymore. You do not. But all right, but everyone, everyone is more we're going like to make a pact. The- Everybody listening right now, don't buy Assassin's Creed Three, the Canadian variant for the Wii U. So Johnny can and decide if you want. No, no, don't. If if it's hooked in your brain like it's hooked in mine, but you come to a decision, pull the trigger, punish me. Like, and then like I'll I'll know because this happens to me sometimes when I when I waver, and then when I get that notification that the item is no longer available, if I feel nothing when that happens, I'm fine. But when I feel like a bunch of sadness all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, why? <laughs> then I know. I really want it. And then I put a safe search for it. And then like the next time one comes up, it could be like $40 and you're just like, buy it now. Now you wouldn't, you would negotiate. You'd like send them a message like, Hey, can you please lower the buy it now to $22? I feel like that's more in the realm. Cause I like negotiating. And then they like, then you're going to tell me on the side, like I really wanted him to lower it to $25. Um, I would hit. Yeah. That that's, that's called negotiation strategy. Like, I will come I will come in a little bit low like I come in lower than I'm willing to pay and sometimes they accept and sometimes they go up and sometimes I won't reverse my position. Sometimes I come in at like my exact position because I, I just put the offer and it's like if you're not gonna do it for this, then I'm not gonna do it at all. Um which I which I will tell people like, hey, if you want to sell this thing, especially if it's been sitting, I'm like, this is what I'm willing to pay. And they're like, oh, well, I want fifty dollars more than you just said. I'm like, well, that this is it. This is this is the offer. It's my only offer. Uh, if you don't like it and don't want it, no problem. I I get it. it that is one hundred percent your prerogative. I'm not going to hold that against anyone. Do you put offers yeah. on auctions, Johnny? Not unless there's an offer available. Well, that's not true. Okay, so um, there was a group of Harry Potter books for my wife where they were like, I wanted them, but they were a little higher priced than I wanted to pay. I was like, and they'd been sitting for a while and I just messaged him and I was like, you know, if you want to move these, I got 120 for you if uh, if you want to do this. And he was like, well, I want to, I want to see. Uh, they haven't been on that long. I want to see. So then like, a week later, I messaged him again. I'm like, hey, what about now? Nothing. No happened. No new watchers. Uh, how are you still feeling on this? And he didn't reply. And then I wrote back. It was two weeks later because I, well, now I'm out of the hospital. I messaged him again yesterday. I was like, hey, like this is my, my final call on this. Like, uh, what do you want to do here? Do you want to, do you want to accept an offer? Even though it was an auction or it wasn't an auction. It was a buy it now. Uh, only an option was buy it now. And he's like, He's like, your persistence pays off. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for the $20 less. Oh, man. No, I mean, like, uh, I've had so many uh, games that I set snipes on now, and then the seller ends the auction early because eBay puts in that make offer button. And if you just, like, put something up for $10 and you're like, I'm just going to let it ride, $10, no reserve. I can't believe how many people just, like, accept fucking offers. Just let me bid on your shit. I will bid against the asshole who is offering you that money. God damn it. Let me just bid on your. So I, I, I like have to, oh, I have man. my save searches love- set up and then I have to look for all the ones I want that have like that make offer button. And it's just to put in the minimum bid just so no one can take it from me. 
yeah um yeah i actually just got um what's it called uh uh, 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 make like the offer. I'm, I'm always doing that. I'm always like the make offer guy. I'm your worst enemy. Like you, you've got that auction up there before like gets going. I'm in there as quick as I can. Like, Hey, like you put this up for $10. Like I know what they usually want is more than what they're asking. Sometimes I have the audacity to go a few dollars less, especially if it's been sitting for a minute and no one's put a bid to see if I can go for less. Usually that doesn't work out, but it has a few times. I'm that kind of guy, Tower. I don't think you're my worst enemy. You're like my second worst enemy, Johnny. My worst enemy is the sellers who actually entertain your offers. Yeah, that's true. All but right, that's we why got... these things get shipped in bubble mailers because those aren't collectors. I don't give a shit. Uh, we have anything else? What what happens at the end of no. the show? Is this the end of the show? This is it. Uh, where this is the end. Yeah. Okay. A couple of things before we end. Um. Uh, Tyler, plug the Lost Joystick Network and tell people that you were on the show and tell them where they can find it and listen to it. I did that last episode, Johnny. But if you guys want to know, it's the Lost Joystick Network podcast with Platform Agnostic and Jay, Notorious Jay. You don't know him, whatever. He's fine. He has a great podcast voice. Uh, They talk about mostly Nintendo games. They talk about collecting video games, and then they talk about uh, you playing and reviewing a, a certain video game. And I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who listens to a lot of podcasts about actually playing video games, mostly because I, I have so much audio content to listen to. I don't need that. But uh, about half the show is dedicated to collecting. So if you like Collector's Quest, you'll probably like the Lost Joystick Network. And they also do some live stuff while they're they're doing it. So you can interact and that that's fun. Uh, yeah. I don't guy. I don't know who is listening to a podcast live. Like I, I'm like everyone else listening to it. I am like doing my dishes or playing RuneScape while I'm listening to my podcast. I'm not ready to tune in live at an exact time, but sure, you could also do that. They they've got like a whole setup. They've got like a mixer board. They got cameras. They have a set. It's like crazy how much they they have a soundboard with a Tyler sound effect. They got like yeah, they were playing like live sound effects on the show, and I'm like what. There are 14 people watching this Twitch stream. You guys have like the production values of like, it's better than Metal Jesus up in here. <laughs> well, that's the low bar, but they, they're, I, I don't want to minimize their show by that comparison. It was, it was uh, their show's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Uh, and Stefan, you got a thing going on soon, so you should plug that. Yeah, I got a couple things. Uh, first thing, uh, a documentary that I was in that we've actually talked to uh, Edward Payson, the uh, the documentarian who put it together. We've talked to him on this podcast. But uh, Rarity, retro video game collecting in the modern era, uh, is now uh, streaming on Plex for free. So uh, check that out if you want to um, see a documentary about uh, game collecting. That's uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, the other thing I have going on uh, with the Interactive Art Collection, my nonprofit, uh, we're doing another uh, Art of Nintendo Power art exhibit um, at the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo in Ontario um, at the end of this month. Let me get you a date. Um, I think it's the 27th, right? I think so. 26, 27, I want to say. SoCal Retro Gaming Expo is the 26th. Yeah, 26, 27th. There you go. Yeah. That's the stuff I got going on. Okay. Um, I don't got anything going on. Um, just happy. Well, you know what? We're just home. happy you're alive. Yeah. Just yeah, happy we're... to be home and alive. Um, all right. Anyways, uh, that's it for the show, guys. 
And ladies, if there are any who are listening to us, I don't want to exclude anybody. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We enjoyed having you. Hey, Stefan, uh, nice to have you back on an episode. But that's it yeah. for us tonight. Uh, we are donezo. So I guess tell roll the social media uh, stretch. Uh, Stefan, where are we finding you? Uh, just Google Art of Nintendo Power. You'll find me that way. Yeah, Twitter. Thing to do. Twitter's this place. And uh, yep. Instagram. Uh, Tyler? I'm default gen, default G-E-N on the Instagram and video game sages, the, the website that will never fix its <laughs> DNS issue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and I'm Johnny underscore Ayuchi on Instagram or uh, just Johnny, our host on, on the Discord. So uh, that that's it. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye. Uh, hey guys, that's our show. Thank you to 8-Bit, A-P-E-Bit, like the monkey bandcamp.com he does our intro music and thank you to the patrons Richard patron number one Bowden Canadian variant alert Chris Glidden Nintendo world champion Daniel Jacksvick high end collector Andrew Brim greeting stranger I'm not surprised to see Andrew Shelton around here 50 hertz is good enough for me Andre Ben Parker a bad enough dude to rescue the president video games were meant to be slab Brandon Ackley Brian Gupta and Pocky and Rocky with Becky condition brian j mora the strictly limited super rare bruno fat cat collector chris jackson chris snk too many in accessories morozek johnny's gba hookup coffee with mr saturn playing with power connor strange the last game you need for the set corey o'brien unpunched hang tab dustin beagle he has returned to judge this city eric addison man of nintendo in the world of nintendo funky brewsta the actual shinobi just sonic the kid I was going to say in the episode, if anyone knows what the Genesis Spider-Man thing that people were talking about, it's probably you, the actual Shinobi, just saying. Jeff the Game Boy Ferris, Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shados, the Nintendo Tape Archivist, Joseph Leo, Lance, Lord Hardstyle Z, The Degenerate, Matt Fall, Mr. CIB, get your loose Genesis carts out of here, Funko Land Employee, Platform Agnostic, the Famicom Box Retro Game Enthusiast. They could be Ghosts and Goblins twice. Sheffish. I'm noticing a bunch of people here were watching the LJM podcast live with me. Vintage Video Game Connoisseur, who knows they're better than modern games. The Fuzzy, who is not listening to this podcast. But man, I appreciate your support. Sean, the Gamer Collective. The New Craft, who can beat Mega Man without the pause trick. Previously unknown variant, Tim Walker from the internet. Todd Fisher, can't put limits on collecting. VG Collectaholic, The Millennium, Will Joe, Keeper of the Zelda variants, Zero X Depth Code. I don't know, you said it was weird when I said Depth Code. I'm going back to Zero X Depth Code. Deal with it. Getting the full PS2 set because Stefan won't. All caps, no gods or kings. Only Andy Lancaster! What a 9.8 A++ Benji! The actually rare Bird Dog Gaming. Go check out his YouTube. He's got a great new episode up on uh, of a collective perspective? Collective, collective perspective? On set collecting. If you listen to this show, you're gonna like that show. Dropping the Mario 64 Penguin off the map, Brandon Chack Chalker. Brandon Chalker! You see, I've got, I've got like a year of saying your name. Dropping the Mario 64 Penguin off the map, Brandon Chalker, Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode, still finding deals in 2022, Colton Murphy. A winner is him, David Green, Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show. It took me a while. 
Don Libby, the hero of time, Double Ugly presents Double Ugly, the official game of the movie. Guys, it's really hard thinking of nicknames. <laughs> Actually understands the Zelda timeline, Jeff Pierce, he is error, Jeff Russell, Jeremy Jarvis, here for the Pog Talk, Joe actually plays his games champ pity, video game art collector because video games are art, Justin Tachio, lateral movement who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up, Michael posting in the Discord right now, Chiara Monty, Nick the Video Game Database Morgan, Homebrew Mastermind, Divertom, the other guy who collects Korean releases, Peaceful Games, Dungeon Master, Reed Stubenick, The Promoter, Retro RPG Podcast, Tom Obscure Variant Chaser Chase, Zaventorian, he knows all 97 Nintendo games. 32 bits or less, do the math! 360 no-scope, Alex Charns. Alex is a Call of Duty environmental artist. Pretty cool. See, I do try to look people up before giving them a nickname, but sometimes I can't find you. Like, double ugly, I don't know. I, I might have found your Instagram. So you get, you get the Peter Jackson's King Kong official game of the movie nickname. Andrew actually collecting Engage. Oh, Chesno, all your base are belong to him. Colby, he is Sinistar. Corhagen does what Nintendo don't. Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon. The modern database, Danny Gomez. The philatelist, Dork Overlord. My childhood PlayStation idol, Game-Rave.com. Joseph Rogers got 50,000 on Double Dragon. Collector of everything, including Atari, Kalen McAteer, Sam, Sega Mark III Marks, and Sean the video game Illuminati LaCroix. Every time I say that, I wonder if I'm supposed to be pronouncing it in French like LaCroix. But I don't know. Oh, just tell me. I don't know. I'm so confused. We're ending the podcast.